What up? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 15 of the No Mercy Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at No Mercy Pod. Follow me at Tommy G on Twitter at Tommy G DFS on Instagram. And I'll be joined by Jeff Manns at Jeff underscore Manns on Twitter and at the Jeff Manns on Instagram. So check us out there. We're going to be asking if Julio Jones is ever going to score a touchdown again. We're going to be talking about Le'Veon Bell versus James Conner. We're going to go over some of the hot waiver wire names that you're wondering, are these guys good or not? Jermaine Curse, Albert Wilson, Frank Gore, Duke Johnson, Ito Smith, Taylor Gabriel. A lot of these names that are probably on your mind for DFS and for seasonal. Going to do some fuck, marry, kills. Talk a little bit of MLB. I go on a pretty epic rant about DraftKings and how pissed I am at their pricing. We do a week six look back and a week seven look ahead for DFS on top of analyzing this Thursday night game, as I mentioned. So... Enjoy the show. I'm out of breath. Hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy, Tommy G, here with episode 15 of the No Mercy podcast. Today, I am joined by the Neanderthal himself, <laughs> at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter. Jeff Mans, how are you, my friend? I am sober. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey that's, that's strange. <laughs> oh, I'm not guzzling a gallon of Makers 46 today. How about that, I, Tommy? I got pretty drunk on that live stream Friday. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? How did that get away from us? I don't know, man. By the end of that stream, I was like, I was like, let's go. Well, we I didn't even were, go out. I was as hammered as we've ever been, like on a and a show together. We've done many and many different forums on video, TV, movies, everything else, and that was, <laughs> I was as wasted as we've ever been. It was fun. It was oh, fun. I know. We I should like do it all the time. We should. I mean, we used to. We we should get back to it. Yeah, we need to get back to. It. We're getting too old. Yeah. So on this show today, we'll cover. Uh, We'll cover a little bit about last week. What week is it, Jeff? You know, I always fuck up the week. It is so we week are heading seven. into. Hold Weeks. on, hold on, hold yeah, on. Week seven. We write this down. Seven. Big seven. Seven. All right. Yeah. So it is week seven. Jesus. Do you believe it's fucking week seven? Already? I know. It's fast. Lightning. Wow. These seasons just go faster every year. Yeah. Uh, so week seven NFL. We'll talk, we'll talk a little bit about what we're seeing for next week. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about some. I don't know if they're hot waiver guys, but there are some guys who are kind of poking their heads out. And might become fantasy relevant. Guys like Curse and Wilson and Gore and Mostart and guys like that. Uh, Ito Smith. So we'll do a little bit of talk about that for those of you that are, you know, inquiring about playing them in DFS and seasonal. We'll do some fuck Mary kills as usual. I want to talk a little bit about Julio Jones. I know we should talk a little about Lev Bell. We'll take this wherever the fuck it goes. We don't really have a show planned for today. So we know oh. a couple things we're going to talk about. We'll just fucking wing it as we go through. But um, Mr. Manns, we had a little feud uh, last week. Uh, with a certain person who I will, I will remain nameless. Um, <laughs> I call him Krusty. Krusty. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, you can give your uh, – I don't want to spend too much time on this fucker. No, I, I don't either. I mean, whatever. 15 minutes of fame is up for this dude. All I got to say in my passion is about people in, in fantasy sports and sports in general. If you're going to have an opinion, that's fine. Anybody could have an opinion. But the moment you start charging for something – that's it. That's where you break all the boundaries. Then you have an obligation. You have to watch sports. It's, a, it's the only, this business 
is taken so casually by people that pretend to be in it. And I, I get so pissed off. People call themselves broadcasters. They call themselves professionals. And they, they're not. They're just like, oh, I, I played in a fantasy league one time. And that's what pissed me off for the most part. When you say you don't watch games and you don't pay attention, you're only you know, checking in on your sales and shit like that. Man, that wouldn't fly at Guru Elite, so and that doesn't fly with me personally either. So that's what really pissed me off. But I'm, I'm definitely ready to move on with my life because uh, I don't want to make my life about this piece of shit. Yeah, and, and it does bring into a different topic, though, which we could dovetail into here, where I was talking to Cynthia Freeland, who you know, Jeff, very well. Oh, let me pick um, up that name free time. You just dropped it. Ah, oh, there we go. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm dovetailing into a bigger name. I though. was talking to the Queen of Spain the other day. She's <laughs> talking sexy so, to Cynthia- me. I don't know. I don't talk Spanish. But, you know. <laughs> name drop. So. Yeah. Cynthia's with the NFL Network. You see her on uh, on the sun- Sundays and other shows. She's got a podcast out there, too. Um, and basically, she's huge on analytics, like one of the people I respect the most in the entire world with analytics. And we were talking the other day about you know some analytics stuff. I think I'm going to bring her on the podcast in the next week or two because it's a good debate that we were having. So we'll have the, kind of the Mickey Mouse version of it here because me and you are fucking Neanderthals. Uh-huh. But then we'll bring Cynthia on in a week or two to talk more about like the in-depths of the analytics and how they work. Yep. The thing that's going on in this industry right now oh, is yeah. everyone is so focused on trying to be the smartest person in the room that no one's really just stepping back and going, what the fuck? Like what? My, I had a situation with Air Yards since its creation, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Air Yards, remember last year, just last year, it was like everyone was just using Air Yards, right? And it's like, well, if you got Air Yards from Tyrod Taylor, that's very different than getting Air Yards from Joe Flacco or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady because they fucking can't throw a deep ball. Jeff, you were just talking before the show. Matt Ryan can't throw a fucking deep ball, you were saying, right? Cannot do it. Yeah, it's all lofted. It looks like a college quarterback, like... Tulane University quarterback lofting the ball, trying to drop it into a basket. And, you know, stuff with Matt Ryan, you can't afford to do that. Defensive backs are too fast at the NFL level. You can get away with it in college, high school. A lot of loft, you know, high circling passes that are completed at the lower levels. At the NFL, you need to throw it through a moving target. It's all about precision because the NFL is all about speed. And Matt Ryan's having a real difficult time. And if you notice, his home road splits are dog shit. So, and you wonder why it's because you got that, the error and it's making his ball float on him even more. So when he's outside of the Mercedes dome, right? So, I mean, there's other factors and this is what I was screaming last year, you know, the Antonio Callaways of the world and people like that, where it's like the air yards, I don't even care. they don't care yards. That's what they are for me. But there is an importance to the analytics there. It is a great stat. It is something that you should look into. And now this year, it's like we have all different forms of air yards, right? Air yards percentage and air yards this and air yards that. So now they've fine-tuned it. My whole thing with the analytics is I feel people jump on these fucking analytics way too soon, all the time, consistently, without them really being tested. And someone just creates it in a fucking room and goes, ooh, this is new, bang, it's on Twitter. This person's important. We have defenses don't matter right now that's running through the industry. I mean, it's literally like a millennial picket campaign like defenses don't matter air yards are everything don't watch the games like are you just saying words just to fucking say words to get tweets meanwhile none of these people play half of them don't even watch the games the rest of them don't play dfs they don't back up their if your fucking content's so good why are you not putting your money where your mouth is so 
you know, as far as the analytics are concerned, Jeff, we, we had our debate with, with the, the cuck father last <laughs> week about, you know, watching the games and not watching the games. Like, I think you have to. But how much should we weight analytics? Any topics that you have on this whole analytics yeah. wave that's coming through that's pissing me off, too? Analytics are very important, of course. But in all the sports, remember, like, we do all the sports. We do baseball. We do basketball, hockey, everything else. And analytics play a major role in everything. But of all the sports, especially when you talk fantasy sports and daily fantasy sports, the least analytical is football. The reason is, and I don't even think it's close. Oh, it's not close. And here's the deal. is just people, everybody played Little League. Everybody's parents forced them to play Little League, and they played a couple years in T-ball and maybe played high school, whatever. That is true. So there's an understanding of baseball. People understand outs and hits and all this. Like you get your opportunities, and everybody—it's all about fairness. And you, you only, you know, every team gets the same amount of at bats, the same amount of outs, all this shit. In football, it's just none of that. It none of that. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. In your stats are born out of opportunity and yes. only opportunity. Your coaches will tell you what to do. You are passing the ball. You are running the ball. Not only that, you're passing left. You're running right. You are only doing this. So you it doesn't matter how fast you are. It doesn't matter how athletic you may be and your your spark score. It doesn't matter if if the coach says, I like this guy more, and he's starting, this giant spark score guy doesn't get on the field and he doesn't produce. None of the stats and analytics matter at that point. The ones that do, you talk like air yards and stuff. All air yards are, are is average depth of target. That's all it is. Right. And, That's and what I'm the it's only the it was and because a certain uh, company trademarked average depth of target, a dot. That you now they came up with air yards that other people can use. And someone will say, "Well, no, it's a little." No, stop. Like all these things are basically the same with a tiny hairline variation. Now, all this stuff that you're seeing everywhere. Of course. And so like, people want to pretend they're going to know more about a player or a matchup based on the stats, and it's just not true. You don't know about it. And of all the analytics, you see the last four years, the Denver Broncos have done this. Yeah, that's three head coaches. That's three different playbooks. That's three different quarterbacks in those four years. The fuck are you talking about? It doesn't because the uni. All people are doing is because the uniform was on the the. It doesn't. It doesn't work like that. And not only that, the matchups are important. Defenses matter because the NFL only plays forty percent of the 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 league every every year. You play your same division twice, and then you play. Or I think it's sixty percent, and then you play one other division from your conference and one from the other, and that's it. You don't play every team. So what is on your schedule? If you have teams that suck against the run your running backs could produce a lot better. It's just, it's not a round robin. It's not fair. It's not equal. There's not fair playing time. There's not fair, uh, you don't, well, Jordan Howard has to touch the ball 18 times and, and Terry Cohen has to touch the ball 18 times. No, that doesn't happen. It's this guy gets called this many times, this guy doesn't. And our job is to figure out who's going to get the most opportunities and then which players in which matchups can make the most of those opportunities. And somebody's spark score and 40 time and three cone drill and all sit and reach fucking test doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. Evaded tackles are as wonderful unless you don't get the ball. And if you don't get the ball, you can evade a million tackles a game, but you don't get it. There's only 11 people on the field. And you don't play. So where does, difference doesn't matter. 
So you got to be careful with the analytics crowd. And to tell me you don't watch the games, to tell me you don't study the film and understand the coaching. If nobody's talking about coaches and coordinators and the ones that are calling the plays, then I don't want to hear any of your analytics personally. Well, and, and that's the thing. It, it's, it's that you started it. You could have mic dropped at the very beginning because this is what everyone forgets. It's about opportunity. That's all it is. It's opportunity. I'll take a worse player with a ton of opportunity every single time over a better player who's not going to get that opportunity. And we see that situation happen all the time yes. where it's like you look at a, You look at someone like Callaway versus Higgins. That's the perfect example, right? Everyone's been team Callaway all year. Everyone's been waiting for Antonio Callaway all year to just break out and be a superstar. The same way they were waiting for Corey Coleman to break out and be a superstar. And I've always been team other Browns receiver. You know, whether it's Higgins this year, I'm like, Higgins is a joke. Worst spark score ever. Worst this ever. Well, he's outproducing Antonio Callaway. He's, he's, he's doing more with what's given to him. You could throw 75-yard bombs all fucking day, but if they're not caught, they don't mean anything, right? So, so that's great, that opportunity. You know, you look at spark score right now, spark X, which is the new thing. Oh. Well, I mean, there's a lot of guys on this list that I'm looking at going, well, this guy sucks. This guy doesn't even play. This guy doesn't even play. This guy's not even on a roster anymore. Well, this you, guy doesn't even play. You want me to really <laughs> fuck things up? How about this? I'm going to drop this landmine on everybody. The exact same spark score. Jordan Howard, Alvin Kamara. Discuss. Discuss. Yeah, really? yeah they're identical. The exact same. So what, what are you going to do? Well, yeah, I had a guy tell me, I told Jordan Howard, slow and fat and blah, blah. I'm like, okay, but he's the exact same athlete as Alvin Kamara. So where, what about that? Oh, my uh, God. Well, what are you telling me? That the Saints offensive line and Sean Payton's playbook and Drew Brees as a quarterback and Michael Thomas on the outside, <gasps> that matters? Oh, my no. God. I never would have thought of that. They're the same know. person. God, it's always like Tyreek Hill is amazingly fast. Yes, he is, but there's 19 players as fast as him in the NFL. It looks better because Andy Reid gets him in space, and he's running free. When you're running free, there's defensive linemen. I can't remember the lineman from the Vikings the other day. 350-pound, big, fat tub of shit, and he's running fast, and all of a sudden you go to the next-gen stats, and he's like, 18th in the fastest breakaway for the entire year. And I just sit there with a big old fucking stogie saying, yep, because these athletes are crazy good. Crazy. And if you're running free, you're going to be fast. If you're running into an eight-man front, you're not going to be fast. It's amazing that people don't see that. But I guess when you're having brunch, instead of looking at the game and the screen, you wouldn't know. (laughs) Let me read you the Spark X leaders for because keep in mind no one's really talking about Spark too much anymore, right? They, oh, Every, they've moved on. I've heard it. Right? No, I hear it a lot. Yeah, are they? Because I, I stopped listening to half the people. I just that we're get talking it about. when people disagree with one of my picks. What Spark? Because here's everyone. Here's what everyone keeps going. Saquon Barkley's got like a 149 Spark X, right? Mm-hmm. Let me read you the list of the top ten running backs for Spark X: Uh-oh. Jerick McKinnon and Saquon Barkley. Uh, always, All right, yeah. McKinnon, jury's still out. You know I'm not Team McKinnon. Saquon obviously is a star. Then the next one, Christine Michael, Dan Vitale, Ben Tate, Niall Davis, Nick Chubb, Amir Abdullah, DeLon Carter, Bishop Sankey, Tommy Bohannon, Cedric Pierman, Doug Martin, Shane Vereen, Corey Grant, Antone Smith, David Johnson, Zach Jenner. Really? 
Like, like once. You, how about the wide receivers? Vincent Jackson. Listen, I'm not done. Vincent Jackson, Sammy Coates, Greg Little, Chad Williams, Chris Hogan, Kevin White, Brandon Marshall, Jeff Janis, Anis Hasek, Brandon Cooks. Wow, we have a good player on there. Damar Altman. Huh. Like, like okay, what? so wait, wait. The, I want to identify your great player, Brandon Cooks. Right? Oh my God, <laughs> you got one great player. Let's see, New Orleans Saints. New England Patriots, McVay. L.A. Rams. Huh. Yeah, exactly. Amazing <laughs> that that Belichick same and McVay in a better system is a great player suddenly with the exact same thing. You could literally wipe your asshole with Spark Score and have it's the, the worst stat in sports. It, it is the it dumbest, mean worst stat. It's the it's the least useful for fantasy. Let me put it that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. If you're going and you're building an NFL team and you're going to go into the draft and you want to start compiling a spark score, into, fine, I get it. Because you know your system. You know who you're targeting. So to take the guy that has the most athletic traits at that position over someone else that's been you know, analyzed analytically, then that's fine. But for DFS, I don't give a fuck what your spark score is. Antonio Gates has been relevant every year for the last 15 years. Jason Witten was relevant for 10 years. These guys can't even move. Jimmy Graham, these guys catch the ball and fall down. And they're still more relevant than the most athletic tight end who doesn't see the fucking ball. You know, like it's the system. So I, I just love this shit because the more this industry flips towards all data, don't watch the games. The more edges we're going to have. Because basically, I can promise you this. Any new hot stat that someone created and tagged and put their name on has not been double-checked. And it has got flaws and holes all over it. I guarantee you. And you won't find out about those holes for two years from now. First, it was FIP. Then it was XFIP. Then it was Spark. Then it was Spark X. Then it was Air Yards. Then it's Air Yards Percentage. It's going to change five times. And by five years from now, you'll finally have something reliable. But this is the stuff I love. And in football, being that there's only a 17 data sample size, right? We only got 17 times to play it over the course of the regular season. If I asked you, people don't even start looking at this year's numbers in baseball until like a month into the season, two months into the season. Right, and that's thirty games in. In football, right now, we're the equivalent of six games in. We have six data sample to the point where any data you're looking at, if you don't dig into it, if it's uh, you know, if you're looking at how many yards is this team given up to the tight end, well, what if they played Zach Ertz and they played Travis Kelsey in two of those six games? Right. Compared to playing the Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets, and a bunch of teams that barely have a tight end, like. It just two matchups of those six can throw all the numbers off. So we need to use our eyes. We need to dig in a little bit deeper and stop just relying on these analytics. Because even DVOA, dude, I have major problems with DVOA in certain areas. But, I, you know, you got to go deeper than just the numbers. Nothing is perfect. And I'll tell everybody this. And I'm, I'll say it with my chest. is uh, You're not going to find more useful information than my coaching breakdowns every single year when I do it at the preseason. And that's shit right. that you could use right now and find what a certain running back or quarterback does against a 3-4 or against a zone or which ones stand out against you know, press coverage versus uh, you know uh, uh, cover three versus cover two and you know, quarterbacks that carve up this. Like, that shit matters. Nobody's yeah. there yet. 
I'm fucking in a different world than these fucktards that are still thinking a guy who can run and jump means something to fantasy. You don't mean anything. So get the fuck out of here with your crayons. We got people in here with some magic markers doing good work. I mean, yeah, and no one even knows how to judge, like, how to run a route. Like, yeah. here, here's the thing I've been doing that I'll, I'll mention now. Like, I've been playing slot receivers nonstop, nonstop for a year and a half. Just nothing but slot receivers. Well, you do if like you know, small people. So I play fucking Adam Thielen. I play Edelman. I play fucking Juju. I, that's all I play, you know, like every fucking week. And people are just stupid and haven't caught on to it yet because they're too busy looking at the fastest guy with the, you know, the best wheels and the highest high jump rating. Like, who fucking cares? Yeah. Who fucking cares yeah. about that? Just watch the games. You'll tell who's hey, good what and who's a relay not. in high school. He's other, yeah. the and then they'll look at other sites that grade, um, that positionally grade, which I use too. And some of them are good. They're good as a gauge. Mm-hmm. But then you meet some of the guys who are doing the grading and it's like, oh, uh, mm, uh, maybe that shouldn't be gospel. Well, you know? you know, the thing we talked about on this show three, four weeks ago, whatever it was, was the wide receiver corner matchups. I had to go well, they're in. they're not right. And yeah. I had to completely – it sucks because I used to go to uh, some other sites that would have wide receiver cornerback matchups, you know, eight years ago, seven years ago, six years ago, and it was great information, way ahead of its time, so useful. And now I'm sitting there week one and two of this year thinking, oh, yeah, this guy's going to play this. And I'm watching the game like, wait. Why the fuck is Brian Poole on this motherfucker? Like, why is Brian Poole playing safety? Why do they have him listed as, what the fuck is going on? Buster Screen, you know, all these guys. And I'm like, oh, shit. I can't rely on this anymore. These people are just, they literally just developed an automated system now. Nobody's right. going in. That's what's happened. That's what's happened. And it's, it's, it just pulls, hey, left receiver versus white right. Oh, a re- uh, and it's right not, wide receiver it's not even versus the left cornerback. And it's like, no, that's not the, that, but that's not what's happening. So I had to develop my entire own thing. And again, I debuted it over at GuruLeet.com on week three, four, whatever it was. And it was the first guy that popped was Calvin Ridley. I said, okay, check this out. Three touchdowns, 100 yards. I'm like, oh, shit. Well, you've gotten your basically your wide receiver, weird wide receiver call right almost every single week. Every so single week. Because, but again, but it takes six hours to go piece by piece by piece by piece. Oh, it doesn't bother us. Yeah. Right. You right. you could spend twelve hours. We don't care. Just no, give I know us the information. Care as long as I say no, I'd rather you work more hours. I'd rather it take you twenty five hours because yeah, I just less, get the end less result. Time I'm texting you about nonsense. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> but speaking of a weird guy, Uh-oh. how about my Jermaine Curse call last week? That was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> let's not talk about why he had so sure. much opportunity. Well, I I, I get, no, I like I've always liked Jermaine no, but Curse. but in all in all we honesty, we were talking about obviously there's uh, there's an injury at the Jets with Anunua. But um, right, but it does dovetail into one of the things I want to talk about. Are you good on the analytics? You want to move on past that? No, I don't ever want to move on past it. But okay, so we'll move on should. past it. Yeah. So a co- why don't we do a fuck Mary kill first? Let's make oh, some fuck okay. Mary kill and then we'll dovetail over. So let's see what we got here. Um, this is like having do- give me a fudge pop between like we talked. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah. I'm all jacked up. Calm like, you down a little bit. Topic, yeah. So let's let's smooth it on over and talk. Well, some I fun. like when you I like when you go into a, a funny topic when you're fired up because then you're more likely to say something that's going to get us in trouble. Oh boy, you know this you when you're fired true. up. Very let's true. do a fuck Mary kill Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Okay. Um, well, I got it, man. This is tough. well. Listen, I'm going. What's the? By the way, let's just. Can we do? Uh, let's do a fuck Mary kill before we do this one. Let's do okay. a different one. Okay. Fuck Go. Mary kill. Fuck Mary kill. Like which one is the one seed of those three? By the way. 
A fuck marrying. Is fucking kill? better or is marrying better. Like which one is actual, or is it just? Well, the the way I look at it is, I mean, fucking is better than marrying. Marrying right? is stupid. Like that's people who get married are fucking stupid. Like you just quit. Like that's my opinion. You just gave up and hopefully you get right. lucky. I've been married eighteen cool. years. So yeah. Right. Exactly. 100%. You just fucking quit. Look at your face. Like yes. what, you had no choice. Like right. you were born to be married. Right. Right. Absolutely. Like you didn't have a future of pussy with that fucking mug. I, I think I. <laughs> I'm a very nice person. I don't know. At a certain point, you looked in the mirror and went, "All right, you know what? I, I, that, I basically that, hit my ceiling." Yeah, when I was like 15, I'm like, oh, yeah. "Okay." I'm like, "Wait, I'm playing football, basketball, and baseball for my high school team, and can't get a date." Let's see. <laughs> I'm grabbing onto the first buoy I can find. I'm all state in three sports and just holding hands. <laughs> oh, I, was a, I was a starter. I wasn't all state in any of them. But yeah, I was a starter in all three sports. I drove a Z24 with headlight covers and bass pumping, and I got nothing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to – I can do the math here. Yeah, like, you know what? For, and, and you got lucky. That's it. The yeah, first shit, good woman yeah. that comes across, just lock that shit down, hang pop some kids in her, life. and then just hang on for the ride. Right. Exactly. But for someone like me who's just a genetic freak – you know, physically, mentally, and verbally. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get married. That's a cop-out for you fucking losers who had nowhere to go. That's it. Like, me? I'm going to get married? Do you know how many more girls I have to bless with my cock for the rest of... Like, seriously, it's it's an honor. It's like when the fucking... When the king, like, hits you on the shoulder with the sword and knights you. Like, yeah, yeah. I would never take this beautiful... Mind. The only thing I have going for me is between my legs. I think I'm going like, to give that to one woman for the rest of my... Get the fuck out of here. He means kids? Smooth, I don't want fucking kids. And he means and, his smooth patch of skin, by the way. That's yeah, it's my Ken doll patch. Ken doll patch. Me and Mad Lab were talking about it today. Like, kids? Yeah, dude, I'll do that. A hundred percent. I want to do that. I want kids. I can't wait to have kids. No, Jeff, you've seen me. I love no, kids. I don't think the law should allow but it. But I shouldn't have kids now. No, like, never. I need to be like 50. And everyone's Even like, so. well, you can't have kids at 50. It's like, I'll adopt you, dumbass. Like, what the fuck? I'm going to have kids. Oh, you God. did it at 25 and fucked up your life. And no. You're fucking, no, no, I did not. Not, not you. No. I'm, I'm saying you to everyone else. Not oh. you're the exception. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about every one of my friends and everyone else I know who had kids. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they, they no. Uh, fucking stupid. Do you know what? Oh, God. I'm, see, I'm the exact, I actually feel the exact opposite. I would rather have kids young when I had the energy when That's I'm so 50, so I don't want to. I don't want you. I don't change a diaper when I'm 50. Do you know how rich I'm going to be at 50? I had money. See, that's another thing. Is I'm, you think I'm going to change a diaper? Yes. Are you crazy? Yes. Juanita's going to no, change I, the diaper. You're not going to have kids. There's no, no I'm not going to. I'm going to be married to a 24-year-old girl at 53 years old. I'm going to have two living maids, and they're going to do all that and shit. She's going to be plugging the gardener. And and robots are going to be tossing with my kids out in the front, <laughs> like, <laughs> like with my voice, like While you're go doing deep, a Johnny, go deep, Jonathan. <laughs> like, Jonathan. thanks, throw it to Daddy. <laughs> Let's get body. weird, yeah. Jonathan. I, I like the. I really like having the kids out of the house by the time I'm 45 and just done. Well, I, that's see, that's it. Yeah. So okay. I, so I, I'll I put it this have way. another thing to worry about. You had your kids when? 23 started. All right. See, I mean, 24, that's, that's 24. That's insanity, but it was a different time. So people were more normal back then. Yeah. You know, than they are right now. I like just Mario got it all out of the way. I'm, 23 I'm, year old girls back 20 years ago were actually women. 23 girls, year old girls now are fucking disasters. So yeah, they a, a little bit, little bit different. No, little anything. bit different. They, they can't do anything. They can't even fathom. 
Yeah. I so, I mean, realistically, I personally think it's I would marry fuck. I would fuck marry and then I'd kill kill. <laughs> yeah. Kill kill makes a lot of sense. Kill kill. Yeah. I, I, I mean, again, I would do the same. I would honestly do the same, even though I lived a different life. All right, so now Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. With that being said, I because I like Twitter the most. The Twitter is yeah. definitely my favorite of these, and it's not even close. And I, I understand it's a passe. It's now like starting to be all oh, the old people are on Twitter. I don't care. I'm gonna go down with this one. It's like when I, I liked my hair when I had the frosted tips, and I mm-hmm. did it. I'm just I'm in. I don't care. I don't care what other people think or say. Pot committed. I'm pot committed on Twitter, so I I guess I would I'm gonna fuck it and marry it. I'm gonna I'll marry Twitter just because I'm gonna be in the long haul. I suppose. Uh-huh. Man, I don't like either Facebook or Instagram. Instagram's fine, but it's just pictures, and you can't really communicate very well. The story thing that you and I spent four and a half weeks trying to figure out, I think that makes it a little bit better. <laughs> you're, you're, I have a new toy. I suppose I'll, I'll, I'll fuck Instagram just because it's going to be around longer and everything else. And Facebook is it. Facebook's a wasteland of <laughs> grandparents. <laughs> Facebook is wastebook, dude. That thing is just garbage. Yeah, it's trash. It, it's, um, it's, I have the same list for possibly different reasons. Oh. Um, it's definitely kill Facebook. First of all, I mean, the ad censorship and everything that they're doing over there is just fucking insane. Did you see the one with the uh, the uh, vet with no legs who spent like, you know, $300,000, I think it was. There's a discrepancy on whether it was 3000 or 300000 on Facebook ads. And because he was running a conservative campaign, they just shut his Facebook down and started shadow ban. Like, I mean, these no, fu- Facebook is just fucking cancer. Facebook is where married people go to pretend they're happy. Oh, That's God, what Facebook yeah. is, right? Facebook is where married people go to pretend they don't want to fucking kill themselves, that they don't <laughs> fucking hate their lives, that their husband's not cheating on them, and that they really love their little satanic children that are running around, right? That's where Facebook is. Instagram is where whores go to try and be a model yes. and where insecure gym rats go to find said whores, yes. right? That's basically what it is. Like It's just a fucking selfie board of whoreness. Yes. And Twitter is where assholes go who are actually pretty smart. Like, the intelligence level of Twitter is way beyond any other social media form because you have to be witty to get followers. You have to be witty. You have to to be be smart and witty. That's why girls are like, I hate Twitter. It's like, yeah, because no one cares about your tits on Twitter because they're gone six seconds later. You actually have to have a brain, you dingbat. So, yeah, I would marry Twitter, fuck Instagram because I want to fuck the girls on Instagram and kill Facebook. Agreed, 100%. All right, cool. Let's get to... Uh, so some of these hot guys, hot, hot what? topics. Hot so, uh, this will oh. be, uh, kind of some guys that are going to be DFS by low candidates that are mispriced by DraftKings. Again, great job by DraftKings doing a terrible pricing job this week. Um, maybe the worst of the season. So really? that, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's an abortion. We'll talk about that later, but, um, I'm going to give you some names, Jeff, and you tell me how viable these guys are. Um, if you have any interest in them in seasonal or daily, if they're like a one week, opportunity guy or if there's someone that you think is going to have a good run for the stretch now we know a noon was out so jermaine curse yeah i've always been a fan of curse we talked about it last week when you made your prediction that he just doesn't drop footballs just never yeah. drops a ball the the thing with the jets is like for a seasonal league it that's a kind of play i'm not interested in because i don't believe that much in their offense and there's too many weapons but from a dfs perspective i love it when I'm centered on a jet receiver, I absolutely love it because 
there's going to be a different catch it. <laughs> there's a different person going to you know, blow up every day. And if it's a curse week and you get it, holy shit, it's going to be fantastic. So yeah, I, I like Jermaine Curse a lot, and I like him as a player. I think he's a good receiver. Yeah, he's just a guy, guy that like I don't want to litter my bench with those kind of players unless I'm in a deeper fantasy league, though. Right, I agree with you there. Um, stick to the same team, Robbie Anderson. Um, this is a guy who, you know, obviously was a guy who I sold on, and I was team Robbie Anderson. Um, didn't practice today, so keep an eye on his health status. But, you know, here's a guy who was a star last year, probably going in like fourth, fifth, sixth round in yep. seasonal drafts, depending on your league, and really had that one breakout game a couple weeks ago against Denver where he scored 30 points, but even then he only had five targets. You know, where do you see his outlook as Darnold improves and now with a Nunwa out? Um, I still, I still don't think that Robbie Anderson's spot is where Darnold wants to deliver the football. I, I just don't see it. It's one of those deals. I talked about it uh, the other day. Like if you had any player to lock in for the next five years, or if you had you know a list of five players, any receiver for the next five years, and one of the guys I that came up to me was Cooper Cup, and everyone's like, "What the fuck, Cooper Cup?" I go, "Dude, Jared Goff is never." Going away from Cooper Cup, never gonna happen. You doesn't matter what you say, do anything else, never gonna happen. Cooper Cup is his boy, and that quarterback wide receiver relationship is everything. Mm-hmm. And if a quarterback likes throwing to this side of the field, that specific human being, the routes those guys run the most often, that's where he's gonna deliver the football. And it's been Inunua, and it's been then Trell Pryor when Inunua's gone down. That's where he likes to go, and I know it was nice for for a curse this past week, but Robbie Anderson's hit and miss. I love Robbie Anderson as a player, just a genuine. If I was on a team, if I was a player person, right, he's, guy, about, he's the most skilled wide yes, receiver. Yes, by far. He's fast, he's tall, jumps, athletic, the whole deal. But I don't think him and Darnold are on are quite you know at the level that Nunua and Darnold were at, or even where Terrell Pryor will be. If he were the one, I know he's hurt now, but filling in for Anunua. I just think he likes to go that side of the ball more. Okay. Um, we had the Brocktober start last week, Brock oh, Osweiler. Yeah. And um, obviously, I mean, I think anyone who watched the game realizes that about 170 of those yards were a complete fluke, you know, oh, <laughs> like yeah. a little five-yard slant that just got taken 70 yards. Yep. But, you know, he did better than everyone expected. Um, looked fine. You know, uh, Albert Wilson seems to be a guy who's been viable this whole season. Kenny Stills was a guy that I was high on coming into the year. Uh, that has not worked out very well. Uh, but Albert Wilson, breakout game, and it's not even like you could say this was like a one-time thing where Albert Wilson, I mean, he's been getting, you know, six targets a game pretty much, four or five catches. He's been fantasy viable for seasonal, um, but really broke out hardcore last week. Is it just a fluke because he had a bunch of bombs, or is this a guy that you're looking long-term? Yeah, how tall is he? Five, nine. <laughs> Not tall enough. So for you. no. So hard, hard pass. That game. I don't know what was with Miami and uh, Miami Stadium on Sunday, but it was as if they were playing at Rockefeller Center ice rink. Like mm-hmm. if Tariq Cohen got loose, nobody touched him. Albert Wilson got loose, nobody touched him. It's like, wait, how wide is this field? How spread out? Where are the people mm-hmm. that are supposed to make these tackles? I can't understand it. Albert Wilson. We'll have some big plays, and you're right, the, the, you know, six targets pretty consistently lately. But, I mean, he's also had 19, 43, and 74, 31, 37 yards. Most human beings and defenses can tackle. 
the Bears right. decided, well, we're not going to do that. We're just going to run like we're on fucking ice skates and not be able to catch up to anybody. It was like Bo Jackson and Tech Mobile. Like, oh, he's free, and there he goes. You're never going to get him. That's what I felt like. So I'm not into Albert Wilson. If you're lucky enough to get him at a value in DFS, and if you're used to him, and I know our guy Vlad Sedler over at Guru Elite actually was advocating. Had him in his wide receiver breakdown this past week. So yep. kudos to Vlad for that one. If you hit it on that week, phenomenal. But it's I always I have this saying back to you remember that movie Major League, Tommy? Yeah, there he goes. What? Of course. Nice, nice Vaughn. catch, Hayes. Don't ever fucking do it again. That's what I say to everybody who played Albert Wilson. Awesome play, dude. Don't ever fucking do it again. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm with you. Josh Gordon. Starting to see an uptick, looking to become a little more relevant all of a sudden now, which for me is fantastic because unfortunately I do have him in a league. But, you know, this is a guy whose targets have been going up steadily, and we finally saw his snap count jump substantially last week. Saw the big jump. I think he saw 81% of the snaps last week, and that's really what you want. That's what we were afraid of. I was sitting there going, dude, he's got to be on the field. You know, like I have a couple of girls that I manage their their fantasy teams for uh, just to help me get laid. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, I do. Well, I mean, I, they ask me for advice and I tell them who to start and who to sit each week. Do Not they DFS. know about me? Yeah, no, they don't. No one knows about you. They should. They just know you as the pasty guy that I do the show with. If they want but, to win, um, they should pay attention to me. You can lay them, but I'll let me manage their teams. So, I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to it actually works better for me. I know. I'm trying to explain to them. Like, why idea. am I not starting Josh Gordon? Why am I not starting this? I'm like, it's I'm trying to explain to them what snap count means and opportunity. I'm like, he needs to be on the field. Like he's not on the field. He's only playing 26% of the snaps. Right. You know? So this week finally we saw Edelman 91%, Hogan 60, Gordon 81, Corderell back down to 8 where he should be, Slater at 1 and Dorsett at 4. So it looks like they've finally been like, all right, here's the three, right? Like, here's the guys that we're going with, which is what you need. So Josh Gordon going forward, obviously we know he's going to be more viable, but how viable? Yeah, imagine like your concealer isn't it has run out or your rouge or whatever, your eye makeup has run out and you don't have any more. Like, is it still going to be, you know, that's when you don't have the product, you only could produce so much you're still going to look bug-eyed. You know what I'm saying? So that's weirdest. how you explain it I have it no them. fucking idea. No, that's not how you explain it to people. It's 100%. That's, weird, that's how I explain They would understand that, though. Oh, you're talking about a girl understanding? You're talking about, like, snap counts, and they're like, they don't get this. They have no idea what you're talking about. I would, I, I would, I would spend it like, okay, pretty lady, let's say you had a guy who made a million dollars, a million dollars, but he was only willing to give you 1% of that million dollars. And then you had another guy who made half a million, but he was willing to give you 50%. Which guy would you rather be with? That kind of clicks better with the, uh, the gold digging millennials. Is it sad that I think the gold diggers would rather have the millionaire because they'd say, I made a millionaire. <laughs> I'm a millionaire. He's got a million dollars. Um, I love Josh Gordon, by the way. I love Josh Gordon in New England said it when he was traded. I, yep. I, I suspected it when he was traded. I wanted to wait and see, but it's happening. And, okay. I, and guy's going to have a monster second half of the year. I it's think funny he's going to be bananas. Wide receiver one, in my opinion, second half of the year. Uh, it's tough to go one, but I, I mean, I'll go up there in that you know high end two range. But it's funny because I feel like I was the one with the most biased for him. Because I have him in my main league, my thousand dollar home league, him. and right, and you were against Heavy. him, and I was the one who was still like, I don't think he's learning this playbook in two or three weeks, guys. Everyone was like, by week four or five, he'll be fine. I was like, no, I thought it would take till week seven or eight 
So he's actually right on track where I wanted to see him um, actually absorb it. So that's good. What about Gronk on the same team? What the fuck's going on with Gronk? You know, Gronk hasn't topped 100 yards since week I know. one. It's a it's a mess. And last week, what he got three catches. I mean, he got like 90 yards, but three catches in that one, you know, that iced the yeah, game. He had like a 45 yard gain. He's on one of them. becoming, especially early. I think the more that Gordon produces and Edelman's constantly producing, the more it's going to open things up for Gronk. But I think a lot when Gronk has attention and he's got the safety above him, that's creating a lot of problems and it's Brady's not willing to throw in throw the ball into it when he got those three targets or the three catches he got those single coverage each time yeah. and he let Gronk go up and get make the play which is great but it's not going to be a volume deal when you con- you're constantly having a guy you know hitting him and knocking him around and beating him up and he has to work for it because he gets frustrated. He gets a little bit lazy on his routes. He gets a little bit lazy after the catch if he were to make it. So um, Gronk's going to be solid, of course, but I, I, he'll be better as the offense improves. But it's a, like at this point, he's not the number one tight end anymore. I mean, they've, they've scored 81, what, what, 119 points in their last three games. So this and offense is already there. Zero. You know, they've already improved. I mean, it's time to take a stand on Gronk. Like if you had to take a stand on Gronk, Long term, is Gronk going to be a 7 for 100 guy going forward or is Gronk going to be a 4 for 65 guy? Strong stance. You have to pick one or the other. I don't have to do shit. Yes, you do. Um, Say four, with your fucking chest. Four, 4 for 65 guy. Much, much okay. better. He'll have right. some big games, but like, but he nah, is not stop. that guy. Stop. No. Stop, no. stop backtracking. No. 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 Say with your chest. Always do. I actually disagree. I think, Gron- <laughs> See, I think this, is my, this is, by the way, Tommy G's mechanism, by the way, everybody. He paints you to say one side when he knows he's going to get you on the corner. And then goes, <laughs> I just think, I think his upside is going to be tremendous. And I, I think, the I think games he's going to be. The Tommy plays is. No, I'm just saying. Say, listen, you gave me a fucking five minute dry, diatribe on Gronk that ended with nothing. Yeah, you were like, oh, well, he could do this. He's going to do this. And when the offense comes around, say it with your fucking chest. Say what I described it perfectly. No, I don't want to know what I already know. You don't know that. You told me what I already knew. You don't know shit. Yeah, I want to know what he's going to be, Jeff Mans. Go on Instagram. Go watch your baseball player. For the remainder of this season, how many tight ends will outperform Gronkowski? That's the question. I will say one. Okay. One. So you're saying three. So that's still good. Oh, yeah. So we both have them good. I just have I just said it with a little more chest than my partner here. Frank Gore, say that with your chest, man. Oh no. no. <laughs> yeah, here's what I he and this is this is great. Frank Gore. Anybody watch watch the game? There's another reason you watch the game. You're like, oh my god, he read for hundred yards against the Bears. <laughs> that dude was fucking gassed. Dude, <laughs> he was it, he three he had three carries. And he literally could barely stand. He looked like McGregor after being choked out. Like, dude, dude was gassed. Mm-hmm. So what do you think he can do? Like, I, there's only so much. It's like, hey, my grandpa's 91, and he takes a walk every day. Yeah, but he has to sit on the bench every quarter mile. Right. It's not productive. So, no, I'm way no. out on Frank Gore. No way. He How about another guy who's kind of – Sneakily becoming more viable in seasonal leagues, you know, as Baker has taken over. Uh, Duke Johnson, 
getting a little bit more of a role, starting to get back into the receiving side of things a little more consistently than he was under uh, Shitrod Taylor. Um, what's your take on Duke going forward? I like Hyde a lot more. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, Hyde's the better player. So, but. but, yeah, I mean, Duke's playing a little bit more. Is he a guy th- worth picking up in seasonal if you're a little thin at running back? Yeah, I mean, any at running back, it's just with all the If injuries. you had a choice, let me do it this way. If you had a choice on the waiver wire between Gore and Duke Johnson, oh, who do you God, pick up? Duke Johnson. Duke, not even close, not right? Not even close, yeah. Not even close. Okay. I'd, I'd take Kenyon Drake. Or Duke, Duke, Gore, actually, or Duke or Mostart. Uh, for me, it would be Mostart, and I'm not that big into Mostart, but at the same time. Are you big into Mayo? But no. Boom. He is big into uh, <laughs> fucking dude. He is. Uh, <laughs> was so delicious. Dude, if, give me a Kyle Shanahan running back, like an early down. And dude, he proved he's a one-cut runner. He showed it. He's been in the system a couple of years. So give me that kind of possibility. And, by the way, the other thing about Mostart is this, is that I am 100% confident. You want me to say shit with my chest? Yes. Matt Breida does not make it past no. week nine a lot. No way. No dude, way. This dude is like no Humpty way. Dumpty after the third fall. It's like, dude, all right, we're putting you in a home. Like, there's yep. no way this dude lasts much longer. So the opportunity for Mostart possibly to be the full-on sort of feature back, even the 65% running back, for Kyle Shanahan, I'll take that any day over a pass catcher like Duke Johnson. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. Tariq Cohen, hot button, hot button. This is uh, your man's Jordan Howard. I, this is one I've been fighting on a lot, Jeff. Um, where are we at? I know Jordan Howard got robbed of a touchdown last week. It was not fun for you in Mansville, I assume, when you saw that happen, no when he fumbled. In I, was, I was literally crying for you. I didn't even want to text you. I was like, oh, Jesus, Jeff's <laughs> got to be fucking on the edge of a building right now. Fortunately, he fumbles yeah, at the one. Fortunately, the Chris Carson reversal before that and a couple other things took me, blew me the fuck out of the water. But right. here, the thing with this and like we talked about it before with analytics, and I mentioned the way I play fantasy football, and I, I know more about these schemes and coaches than probably anybody. I know ex- I look at tape, and I chart everything when I'm watching games and corner matchups and zone coverage versus man and, and all this. I do a lot of my own work with all this stuff, and when I went through and was trying to figure out between Howard or a bunch of other running backs, I kept coming back to a couple of premises in that. Last week, going into last week playing the Dolphins, two weeks before that, the Dolphins played the Patriots. And the Patriots could not run the ball against Miami in the first quarter of the game. And then all of a sudden, when I I looked at the charts, I said, okay, zone run, zone run, zone run. And then, and they did like four out of the first seven plays in zone runs were loss of yardage for Miami or for New England against Miami. And then they started power running. And then 7 out of 10 went for 10 or more yards, including both rushing touchdowns. And I said, oh, God, this is perfect. The coaching staff of the Bears had all week to figure this out. And then I went back to 2017 and looked at Matt Nagy against the same Dolphins in Miami. Kansas City needed to win. Kareem Hunt got 29 carries in that ball game, And I'm like, oh, God, this is great. This is going to be Jordan Howard up the fucking gut. They're going to smash this wide nine shit. Oh, it's going to be great. And what do I see? I see motion and misdirection. (laughs) Trubisky throwing three balls in the first half across the field 
Tommy knows as a Jet fan, that didn't work out for Sam Darnold against the Lions. First play of the game, remember? Darnold throw yep, that pick yep. six. The, Trubisky did that play three times. He, he does it every play. <laughs> three he, times. He usually in the first does it in half. the red zone, too. And and then I, I was I, I it's beyond comprehension. So and why does this matter? Why is man's recapping last week? Because this. I can't trust this coaching Coaches. staff to do the obvious thing. I am a Neanderthal. I am a basic dude, whatever. But You're how do bitch. I know? How would I know exactly what to do against this thought? Well, they know more than you. Oh, do they? Because no, they in, don't. No, they don't. In, in no, halftime, no, Jordan, don't. Uh, halftime of that game, Jordan Howard uh, had four power runs compared to he had three the entire rest of the game. So, I mean, and the stats for this were, you know, beyond anything. They ran two power runs despite what the the Patriots did to the Dolphins on the ground and Kansas City did last year when Matt Nagy was there. Despite all this information, the coaching staff decided to throw a bunch of bubble screens, throw deep balls, and do a couple zone runs. And that's what they ended up doing instead of power running. But when the game was on the line late, then they went to it, and Jordan Howard carved up this this defense. So what? I have no faith, zero so, faith. So to go back to, what is your opinion on Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen going forward? I want to stay away. In in fifty thousand words or less, I can I cannot trust it. Right. Well, if you don't have context, I like Cohen. I like Cohen. No, no, the context is important. I'm fine. I know you it's needed important. to get that off. You needed we, to get that off. Your I had to. Be, I just. Yeah. I don't know what to say. How can yeah. we identify a weakness of a team and say no? Nah, the thing. The what? key to it, Jeff, is that people need to understand that NFL coaches are fucking retarded. That's just the end of the story. They are really They're bad. terrible. 90% of them are terrible, maybe 80%. And you can basically list on one hand Bill Belichick, McVay, Peterson, um, Peyton, Reed, I guess. Um, you know, there, there's like seven that you could say, you know, you know what they're – but even those seven, like, you know, don't touch Belichick running backs. Don't touch this, right? There's certain things – that you want to look at the rest of these coaches have no fucking idea what they're doing. It's like they fucking didn't even study the tape. So that's why sometimes we hurt ourselves by being too into the analytics and getting too deep into the mud on film study to the point where it becomes more frustrating because you watch the game and go, if you just would have done what I told you to do from my couch, it would have worked a lot better. And people from the outside think we're just being arrogant. No, but you talk to any high-level DFS player or any high-level seasonal player who literally puts in 30, 40 hours of research a week, and every one of us to a man will say, I can coach every single one of these NFL teams better than 80% of these guys. Easily. Baseball, forget it. Baseball, it's like 0%. Using Josh Hader for three innings in game one when you're up 5 nothing, like Craig Council, seriously? You have another game tomorrow. You're up 5 nothing in the fifth inning, and you're bringing fucking Josh Hader in to blow him for three, and then you win the game, obviously, but you would have won anyway. And then game two, you gotta fu- you're got to you up two, and you got to fucking two men on, and it would be a great time to bring Josh Hader in, but you just fucking used him for three innings the day before. Like, these decisions are mind-boggling in baseball, but it's just as bad in football. Let's get to some more players. Tyrell Williams. Oh, man, I like him a lot, but... There's too many options, and you talked about bad players getting out big opportunities. Too much Melvin Gordon, and we haven't even seen Ke- uh, Keenan Allen eat 
very much this year. So what's, what's going on? Go, dovetail to him if you want, right? When yeah, you're I mean, I, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of they're finding the right matchup and exploiting it, and they're really using the run to set up the pass well. Offensive line has been a lot better. Having that Forrest Lamp, the guy back from last year, the first-round pick from last year, sorry, second-round pick, has helped the offensive line a lot. Um, Allen will still get his. Very confident in that. I'm not worried about it, but like Terrell versus Mike Williams, it's just come, It's going to be an every-other-week thing. It's not, you're not going to get any kind of consistency. And Tyrell leans way too heavy on big plays. Yeah. So that's what worries me more. Le'Veon Bell, James Conner situation. I know you went off on it a little bit on Sirius today. Um, we are going to assume no one listened because we have to, right. um, even though you should. Sirius 210, XM 87, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, Jeff Mann's show, Guru Lee. But Le'Veon Bell, Conner, what do people do with this situation? I, this uh, and uh, I'm posting my rest of season rankings um, this week, and I'm sort of going over them on the show and stuff. Right now, I ha- I have to go Le'Veon Bell over James Conner. Um, mm-hmm. It pains me. It's disturbing, but there's it's a bane so- of your existence. Right it it really is. Yeah. I mean, everybody. I mean, I've been in, uh, through it on the podcast many times as well. So it's just one of those deals where, what do we think is going to happen? Are they really going to use both of them? If they use both of them, are one if not both of them going to have hissy fits? Like even Conner's sort of coming out like I'm the starter. Like he's right. come out. So, I mean, the same reason that everybody thought when Bell announced he was coming back in week seven, which, by the way, he's not coming back to week eight now. He's not coming mm-hmm. back to Monday. He's officially made that declaration. So um, you just assume that if they're going to pay him $16 million, they're going to give him the bulk of the carries in the second half. I, my official stance is that whoever the running back is, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, is the fifth best running back the rest of the way. Are they going to split? That's the thing. That's the worry. I don't. I think splitting would be the worst thing, and maybe they do it for a week and then realize like neither one of these guys can get a lather going if they're splitting. And I don't think either one of them is going to be very productive in a split backfield. Why do you need Le'Veon Bell? Why even play him? I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't. Right? Like, Ever. if you're that pissed at him, I'd sit his ass on a bench. Exactly. Sit him on the bench. Sit you there and rot, it. you little bitch. You want to cry? Go cry over there. You have to pay it. You're paying anyway. him anyway. Yeah, and it's the last season on the team. It means nothing. I would sit him down, deactivate him, and then if Connor gets hurt, then you activate him. That's what I would do. But I'm assuming Mike Tomlin loves veteran players and blah, right. blah, blah. I think that he's going to go. I mean, you got a pretty belt. sick thunder and lightning there if you if you use both of them, obviously. I think you can ri- line up you know, Le'Veon Bell all over the field in the slot and even have Con- uh, Connor in the backfield You know, at certain times. So I, I think it's a weapon that you should utilize if you're not fuming mad at Le'Veon Bell. We don't know how Tomlin feels about Le'Veon Bell. We don't know how the coaches feel about Le'Veon Bell. I ignore everything players say. Because they're going to say, fuck him, he's bailing on us one week, and the second he walks back in the locker room, yo, LB, what's up, son? You know, like, so I, I don't buy into any of that dog shit. So it's same thing with the Giants. They bitch about fucking Odell Beckham, and next week they're on a boat with him in the fucking Keys, you know? So, um, but I would see, I would feel the locker room out, and I would do what's best for the locker room. But the ideal situation there is to play both of these guys for sure. Um, what about Josh Reynolds? I know uh, a lot of people fucking are head over heels for Josh Reynolds. I mean, Third wide receiver for a week for the Rams. It's, it's like, okay, 
it's a great matchup. You may get one big week out of him. Uh, By the way, Cooper Cup is out. That's why we're saying that. Yeah, yeah, he's officially out for this week. But I can't I, listen. I can't believe Cooper Cup came back in that fucking game. It was the most stunning thing I've seen. I mean, he I had his entire team. It was like uh, you know getting paralyzed on the field, and everyone comes right. up and greets you, knowing it's your last time. Like he has a lot of respect from that that locker room. So Josh Reynolds for a week as a number three now. I'm right. not that interested in it. He's banged up himself. I, I'm. I, I would spend interest. my dollars elsewhere. I'm not that interested in Josh Reynolds. There's so game. many. There's so many underpriced wide receivers this week. I don't think you need to do it in DFS and for seasonal. It, you know, it's fine if you're going through buy hell or something like that, and you need to. You know, you need him in the flex or something. It's not the worst thing you can do. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on the Josh Reynolds front for yeah. sure. There. What the fuck is going to happen to this Atlanta backfield when Freeman comes back oh. and? Ito is obviously the better back than Coleman right now, right? No, Freeman's gone. He's on injured reserve. They put him on injured reserve. So oh, did they? When did they do that? It's Coleman and uh, Ito Smith. They here. did it like two days ago. Okay. You I fucking knucklehead. It. I've been in baseball mode. I don't get in until Wednesday. I can't believe I know. I'm so over baseball. Like it's. Oh, I love it. I love baseball playoffs. I, I enjoy watching them, but, oh, man, I I'm it. just – like I, I, I have to mute you during the playoff baseball. They but put I, him on yesterday. What do you mean? They, yesterday at 5 p.m. I'm not dumb. that late to that party. I'm dumb. I'm done. Here, by the way, <laughs> by the way, is anybody like, does anybody really believe? And I know I'm going to fucking destroy you here. Do you? I, I can't believe you bet on the Brewers. They what do you mean? Of course. No fucking way. They have no chance. You don't think chance. they're beating the Dodgers? I would love it. But no, LA it's happening. Boston. No, they're not going to go to Milwaukee and a fucking play. Get the fuck out they don't of get to let whoever wants to win oh, win. Of it's whoever it's wins. Strikes. Have you watched these games? No, oh, Milwaukee's good. You're the classic big sports town fan where it's like, oh, I never does that. Of you don't course, think the Yankees and the Red Sox get every call. They're, always. They're, like, they're, if they're, you're the Milwaukee Brewers, you have to win 16 to 2. To even have a chance. <laughs> Close game yesterday, I kept saying, like, no chance. No chance the Milwaukee, Milwaukee is going to win Milwaukee this game. is going. They're going. No, it's gonna, there is zero The league is going to be a pubic hair from fucking no Boston chance. and L.A., and they're going to end up with Milwaukee and Houston. No, no, no. <laughs> and it's going to be their, their worst-case scenario. That's all they're going to do. They, they can't get over no. themselves. It's going to be Milwaukee. Dude, no. I would I would love for it to happen, but there I have a 0% chance that happens. Yeah, that's going to happen. You're going to see it. And I'm going to win a lot of money because of it. And so are all the subscribers. GuruElite.com. <laughs> By the way, we just launched basketball, which is huge. Uh, just yes. launched the NBA. NBA season has just begun. Uh, me and Jeff are going to try and avoid talking about NBA personally for as long as we can. But because once we have football much ends, smarter people to do that for us. Right. That's the reason why. We've paid other people lots and lots of money. Yep. Uh, two who are way smarter than us at NBA to talk NBA. So you'll see. I'm us. excited about Aton and Doncic tonight. Like that, I'm excited about the two. Well, I don't. Battling. I don't even know if you were just talking about like a, a Middle Suns, Eastern Western food. Conference I'll have the, the Aton Doncic with a side of, <laughs> a side of uh, cabbage. Beers. Like what the fuck is? I don't even I know. know who these those are two are. rookies that are, I'm excited about. Both of the rookies. That's all. I, I, I am a fan, like, of the game of basketball. I, I like to see it, but, man, uh, DFS NBA is hard. And I'm Yeah, but not... I like what FanDuel did yes. where they're they're letting you drop a player off and stuff yes. like that. I don't 
And, and again, I am not an NBA guy at all. I used yeah, to do NBA either. content, and I backed way the fuck out of it. We have Draft Cheat and Jeff Collins and Benny and Thad and Vlad and all those fucking guys mm-hmm. to do the NBA stuff. Schuster even does it. But for me, I don't fuck with it. But our team is fucking gangster. We, like, we that's just, why uh, we... We brought all them on exactly. for NBA. And we just and we'll be having them on. We'll be having them on the shows and the podcast, especially once football dies down. Uh, you'll see us start bringing more NBA talk in here. I won't be the one giving you picks. Me either. That's for damn fucking sure. But uh, I'll we will give have you picks, the but they won't be good. I my goal is to watch zero NBA this year. That's my goal. I'm gonna watch. My son is way into it, so I'll watch a bunch. But I'm gonna. I'm going to play none of my own advice. I'm going to take yeah, no, no, and dude, I just fucking use the optimizer and play draft sheet and Jeffs and then Hell not watch yeah. it. That's all. I'm That's doing. my favorite thing to do. Me too. I go on there. I get their fucking information. I put a lineup in and then I don't watch it. It's great. Oh, it's the only good. DFS sport where I could actually not watch and be fine with it. And yeah. I love it. I wish right. I could not watch the games and go to brunch. Because you're playing. That I wish I could. Play. Yeah, I wish I could not fucking do. Like I, that'd be great. But unfortunately, you can't be as good as a fucking analyst if you do. So being that say, I'm not an analyst for NBA, and I'm not charging anyone for my NBA advice. Right. Fuck yeah, dude. Fucking give me the picks. Put them in. I'm a subscriber for NBA. Me too. Hundred percent. I pay my sub. fucking money. They make me pay my money as my. I am a sub. I, I exactly. Bullshit. By the way, I always say NBA starts on Christmas Day for me personally. Like that. That's when for like two or three months I'll play, but you know, for fun and all that kind of stuff. When I'm in NFL season, like it's balls deep. It's all tough. Yeah. The it's way not, only the hardcores are in there, you know. But yeah, yeah. again, there's a lot of opportunity in there. That as they were saying, because there's a lot of people who got fucking DraftKings money sitting in there right now and are looking for something to do. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And if you're good at NBA and you're getting good NBA information like we have, you could devour these fucking players who are just killing time Lord. midweek until Sunday comes. That's for sure. Um, what about uh, – what was I just going to talk about? Julio Jones here. So let's do another fuck, Mary kill. Let's do that. We haven't done really? any fun stuff in a second. Okay. Uh, what do you want to do? Monica Lewinsky, Stormy Daniels, Marilyn Monroe. Oh, timely. <laughs> um, let that's not a bad one. Oh, political mistresses. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Wow, that's a good one. Like, is Marilyn Monroe the only? Oh, there's one other, Jane Mansfield. There's two like old time chicks that are crazy hot, even for their time. So like, you gotta ration it out. Like in the 1950s, Marilyn Monroe must have been like smoke, like just pure smoke. Right. Oh, compared to the rest. Of, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, compared to, like, fucking, everything for, else. Like, just, right. Yeah, you can't even, like, people are like, oh, Marilyn Monroe wouldn't be that hot today. Yeah, well, she they, would, comparatively. Oh, that be ridiculous, because, like, you, Liz Taylor was, like, the hottie of that time. Dude, because people weren't, because girls didn't care about being fucking the hottest person. They were moms at 20. Right. You know, like, they cared about fucking working hard and being respected and fucking doing shit like that. They didn't care about Instagram and fucking... There was no push-up bras. There was no Lululemon pants. There was no fucking concealer and cover-up and extensions and shit like that. These girls ain't fucking hot nowadays. Trust me, I fuck them. When you wake up next to them, these girls are not hot. They are not hot. It is a fucking layer on top of a layer, on top of a push-up, on top of a stilt, on top of a spank, on top of a this, on top of a that, on top of a weave, on top of a this that makes them look, on top of a filter with reindeer eyes and freckles and glasses. That's what's making these girls hot. By the way- Wake up next to them. They look the same as they did 20 years ago. I want to rewind 
30 minutes to when Tommy was making fun of me for knowing things about Instagram. And then he just went on and talked about 14 different kinds of makeup and spanks. I'm and a everything. genius. Like, like uh, yeah, you just, you just play <laughs> dumb when it's it's convenient. And then, boom, you throw it all out there right there. I, I knew you were laying in the Mad Lab makes there. fun of me for that all the time. He's like the kid who makes fun of me for being on Instagram all the time. Gives his Instagram handle out on every no mercy at Tommy oh, yeah. G DFS, David Frank Sam, by the way. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Marilyn Monroe, Monica Lewinsky, Stormy Daniels. You know what? And more when you were just talking. Let's I, go prime too. Prime, I, of course, of course. Not now. Like, come on, there'd be corpse. Uh, I really, I love this question because I have a really strong opinion. I'm gonna marry Marilyn Monroe. Right, she yes. is just smoke. Yeah, of course. I think she's. But hot she's a bad. horror, though. Exactly. That's the whole thing. Ah, right? uh, she's definitely going to cheat on you. Well, they're all just horrors. So you know. Yeah, they're all horrors. That's all true. all three point. are absolute horrors. Good point. Good point. I'm actually going to fuck Monica Lewinsky because mm. she's the dirtiest. And you just think so? Slime. You think she's yeah, the dirtiest? Dude, she dirtier blew. than Stormy she, Daniels. Let me, let me hold on. Let me do some math. She blew. The 55-year-old president of Arkansas Hillbilly, president of the United States, um, his giant nowadays it would be called rape, face, but okay, blew a load all over her fucking shirt and hid it and everything else. That's as dirty as it gets. Like that's filthy dirty. Um, and she yeah. did it on the download. Like I don't want to talk it's about. It's kind of rapey oh, too, but you know, back then it wasn't. Imagine uh, something like that happened today. Nah, she was in it. Imagine, she, she imagine Donald Trump. Got caught getting a blowjob from an intern 35 years younger than him in the Oval Office. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I mean, I think it's just, isn't that a matter of time? It would have been an atomic bomb. Like, back then it was like, oh, that's just Bill. The, the good know, thing like, is, like, her <laughs> blue dress would be orange instead of whatever <laughs> comes orange shit that it... I'm going to do the same thing. I think I'm Stormy killing Daniels. Stormy Daniels. Yeah, Stormy Daniels needs to die. Like, Not for multiple reasons. Not yeah, interesting. Like, a whore Stormy who Daniels. talks is the worst whore. Oh, God. It's the worst. The whore who talks is the worst kind of whore. Oh, God, yeah. Stormy Daniels is fucking done. She's definitely being axed. And I guess that's what it is. Yeah, I'm marrying, I'm marrying Marilyn. Yeah. And uh, I guess I'm going to end up fucking Monica. So, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, not much analysis there. There's that nothing like, she wouldn't let you do. Seemed like pretty thing. clear cut. Like, you can, you can get a donkey in there. You can, yeah. You, you can yeah, she's, she's a little piggy. Anything you want. She's just so happy to be there. All right. I think you're right on that one. Yeah. Is Julio Jones ever going to score a touchdown? No. And then we'll get to uh, we'll get the little look ahead to DFS Week 7 in a second. I, and yes, he's going to score a touchdown. When it's going to happen, who the fuck knows? The Matt Ryan not throwing a deep Everyone's ball. Everyone's like, Julio's back. Look at Julio. He's back. It's like, well, Ridley and Sanu were gone. And it was the worst defensive secondary in the NFL. So maybe we should calm down a little bit about that amazing Julio call that everyone played and was like, look, Ridley went out really early. And I've been saying since the preseason, Jeff, about Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. And if you don't believe me, go to my fucking preseason write-up that I did. Or I said, these are two guys who've been the only game in town on their said teams for a long time now. And with Ridley, and I thought James Washington was going to have a bigger impact, but it's really been mostly Juju. But there's other options now. You don't have to force the ball to them. As Jeff said, to start the show, opportunity is king. When you don't have to force 17 targets to Julio Jones and throw into double coverage, there's going to be a lot less opportunity. So with Hooper and Ridley and Sanu and all these other options there, um, I think I think it's we're right back where we were with Julio, and I'm calling a touchdown in week 
11. Uh, all right. All right. Who are they playing? Give then? me a week. I don't know. I didn't even look. Oh, I thought for sure you would uh, have looked at that. Um, no, because I, it doesn't matter with matchups with him. <laughs> like, all right, he's I'm had going, touchdown matchups nonstop. <laughs> I'm going to call a touchdown in week number seven as this week. You're calling this oh. week against the Giants. Julio Hell scores yeah. on Monday night. Oh, okay. the laziest defensive backs in the National Football <laughs> League. Absolutely. He, he gets in the box this week. Plus, Ridley's banged up. Sanu's banged up. Sanu will play. Ridley, don't forget, he, they're not even reporting his second ankle. He hurt the first ankle on the first play, and he hurt the second ankle, which knocked him out of the game, on the second catch, his second catch, which was like the fifth play. So there's multiple ankle injuries that nobody's even talking about here. So I, I would do that. As far as, like, you know, Julio and – He's still he's getting a huge amount of targets. Do huge. we have to get to a point though where we just stop expecting him to catch a touchdown? <laughs> like how many weeks in a row can we really do this? Wow. And say this will normalize. Like it's been a year and a half. All of them. I think as long as he gets this volume, <laughs> you keep going. No, you're still going to play him obviously you because he's still to. putting up numbers, right? I mean, that's the thing, but the, here's the deal. If it ever happens, do you realize how much bigger, like he, if he ever gets a moderate amount of touchdowns, this dude is like all time. He's going to explode, Bill Clinton style, all over <laughs> the freaking the fantasy. I mean, he's game. averaging over a hundred yards a game, so you know it's right. You know the dude's literally averaging he's, like he's eight, still on eight pace for nineteen hundred yards. Right, he's I mean, averaging eight for a hundred. He just can't get in the fucking end and zone. Here's so we're the not thing. saying not. And, to play. and Ray Flowers, our buddy Ray Flowers, did a great study this week where I mean, he pointed out the fact of the matter is it doesn't really matter that much if he scores touchdowns because if he continues this pace, you could just say, all right, instead of eighteen hundred yards and no touchdowns, how about he got twelve hundred and six? Right, okay? exactly. It doesn't it's matter. The, the point thing. total doesn't is, matter how you get the point. Exactly. So let's, I mean, I'm still in on Julio. I still. And the fact that Ridley and or Sanu might be out, I think this is the week he he gets in the box. All right. Well, speaking of this week, let's start with Thursday night. Um, We have a not-so-exciting game on Thursday night between the Denver Broncos and your Arizona Cardinals, even though they're not your team. They are your state. They are. So um, from this perspective, I mean, everyone and their mother is just ramming the ball down fucking Denver's mm-hmm. throat like they're Stormy Daniels and drunk mm-hmm. at a bar. So, oh, oh, I, I mean, oh. is this Denver Rundy just this bad? Yes. Wide nine, again, another time you shut me up was on that live stream when I was discussing this two weeks ago, by the way, you fucktard. And, uh, Stop being such I, a sensitive I, bitch. I'm sensitive today. I'm the fucking, fact that you even remember that means you're oh, a fucking bitch. Oh, I I absolutely remember that shit. I know fucking all bitch. your fucking subtle shit. I pick up on all of it. Fuck, you know I do. Yeah. So down. you I'm think that I don't pick up on your fucking, fucking tuning out. Callaway bullshit? I know exactly what you. What do you mean? I'm not just. I point out your good shit too. We got to fucking own it here. If we make bad you. calls, we got to own it. Oh, Julio. What do you mean? Julio was a good call. That was a, no, no, no. I'm just saying if we have something that's controversial from. A week before we need to bring it back up Callaway oh, you no. hated more than me that shit up. no I you hate Callaway I you despise Callaway you were the one talking you played him last week and I yelled at you for it and told you, you were a fucking idiot mm-hmm. but for the five weeks before that we've both been on team fuck Callaway right to you were the one who actually brought up that you watched the game and he had the worst single game of football you've ever seen in your Two life ago was and he's an abortion ever. so you abandoned me last week I abandoned did. me jumped my ship and then brought me with you 
$4,900. On this fucking island. Right. 10 targets so, at minimum price. It doesn't like, matter. It he always gets matter. 10 targets. No, you not can't 10. catch them. No, everybody gets five targets. Like, he if can't you catch them, Jeff. We talked about five this. Five targets. You he can't catch them. Everybody He's had nine targets me, or more. Go through, go through the stats and say, tell me any NFL receiver that has a 10% catch rate. He does, like, though. That's can't. just who he is. Listen, by like, the way, I honestly have no idea what his catch rate is, but it's got to be hilarious. He's got 15 catches on 40 targets. <laughs> <laughs> is it really that bad? 15 for Air yards, but all the air yards. Well, He's that's why you can't catch the ball. When every fucking route's 28 yards down the field and you he got a bunch a, of bums thrown. He has a 37% catch rate. Michael yes. Thomas has a 93.9. Dude, do you remember Corey Coleman? Oh, yeah. This is Corey Coleman reincarnated. 30. This was the debate. Oh, no, I, it's, it's, yeah, 38.5% for the year right now. I'm looking it's, this is the Corey Coleman debate reincarnated. Wow. I was screaming with uh, Davis Maddock and Hefe and everybody all the time about Corey Coleman. It's going to be a star because he's really athletic and he's this and that. I'm like, dude, guys, the guy has like 20 catches on 60 targets. He runs one route. He runs straight. Like that's his only fucking route. So there, the league is onto it that this guy is terrible. Now he's fucking out of football, well, basically. Oh yeah, it's the, the same thing with Callaway. Callaway. The, thing the dude has him, had though, nine, nine, 10, and 11 targets in three of the last four weeks, and his tie is four catches in that period of time. He fucking sucks. He sucks. He's well, fast. He runs good routes. He's, he's a fucking fast. idiot. He's an idiot. I guarantee you on 40 of those targets, 12 of them he's run the wrong route. You know who like, he's, he's an idiot. Cordero Patterson, remember that guy? He reminds like, he me of Corey Coleman. The, he can't catch the football. That's the what he's it is. A fucking Coleman idiot. actually could catch the football. He actually did. A yeah, but he good. only ran one route. Other than well, Coleman could catch the football until he ruined the zero uh, sixteen season last yeah, year on that fourth was great. down. But that was brutal. Well, I will say this about Callaway: John Brown only has six percent more catch rate than he does. I believe it. That's pretty. But the lowest: Chad Williams, Kelvin Benjamin, James Washington, Alan Hearns, and Antonio Callaway. How do you have a thirty percent catch rate? Like it's almost impossible. Dude, have you seen Taylor Gabriel the last few weeks? Yeah, he catches. Look over. at Taylor Gabriel's catch rate over the last two games. I, I don't think he's. Let it's me see. On this season, he's twenty-seven for thirty-four, and over the last two weeks, he's caught twelve of twelve. Seven catches, seven targets the week, two weeks ago, five and five last week. Difficulty yeah. points, too. And the thing about it is air yards are amazing if they connect. <laughs> yes. I love slot receivers. In the words of John Hansen, I love and, slot. And yeah. slot receivers. I love slot, slot receivers because every target's going to be caught pretty much. Like, give me the eight-yard slant over the 28-yard fade every day of the week. I'll take 10 of mine, you take four of yours, and let's see who ends up better. Like, that's the thing that drives me insane that people get so caught up in. If you want fucking, these kids would be playing James Jett every single day, James regardless Jett. of Good price. Ball. They would have James Jett in their lineup every fucking, oh, he's man. a fucking sprinter, he's an Olympian, he's Chris this, Sanders. he's fast, his air yeah, yards, yeah. And then meanwhile, we'd just be clocking with Isaac Bruce, up and down the field, just fucking little slant routes over the middle. I'm playing Dom Beebe, 
<laughs> like Don maybe out producing the James Jets. But. So great. I love the James Jet. That's a good pull. A nice pull, right? So uh so let's talk a little bit about this Thursday night game, Jeff. What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean David Johnson. Um the only thing with David Johnson's had a very miserable year. You're not gonna get catches out of him, but they should be able to run the ball against Denver, even though it's sort of the immovable force versus the irresistible object yeah, or whatever. It's like or the, or the backfield you don't want versus the fucking exactly. line you want to like target. They can't yeah. run block to save their ass, but it's such a good matchup that you have to like David Johnson a little bit here. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, you know, moving him inside, whether, you know, anybody not on Patrick Peterson is getting torched for this Arizona defense. So, um, those are pretty much it. I think this is going to go back to one of those real shitty games. Just a fucking 19 to fucking 14 type of game or something like that. But I do know, and you wouldn't share it with me, that you have a hot take. Um, What's my hot take? I don't know. You told me before the show you have a very strong bet on this. Oh, game. no, I have a bet. Yeah, I have yeah. a bet on this game. Yeah, not necessarily a hot take as much, but definitely a bet. But I want to touch on one thing first before we get to that. The Denver Broncos defense, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, the first three weeks of the season gave up, I think it was, what was it, 150, 70, 230 rushing yards over three weeks, mm-hmm. 64, 92, 77. Mm-hmm. Over the last three weeks, they've given up over 730 rushing yards. Let that yes. sink in. 270, 323, and 142. Now, granted, they played some good running teams and Kareem Hunt and Gurley and then the Jets backfield when Crowell went nuts. But, oh, my God. David Johnson owners, if it doesn't happen for you this week, if this isn't the week where you see a buck 30, honestly, sell. Sell immediately. Because this is, I mean, what would you trade David Johnson for right now, Jeff? If he ends this game... 18 for 60, like he's done basically every fucking game this year for the last three or four weeks. What do you do with David Johnson if he goes 18 for 60 this game? What is his value? This is literally the hardest question you could possibly ask because... That's why they pay me the big bucks. His schedule is so good. San Francisco, Kansas City, Oakland, Chargers, Denver. Like this... Dude, there's not a better... There's no running back that has a better schedule upcoming than David Johnson. But if he doesn't do it this game who's gonna pay you for david johnson i mean maybe somebody's still out there holding out hope if if he doesn't produce i would want to kick him off the team and trade him for whatever but it's between the the upcoming schedule and what you would likely to get in return like i'm not going to trade him for taylor gabriel i'm not going to trade him for chris thompson you know i would uh, i would trade him for chris thompson if he flops this week I wouldn't. Like it's, that's I, would. Still I mean, I, I was team don't draft him. You know, I, so I was afraid of this. I, there was just too many negatives. You were you were up there with me. I was the leader of this because I mentioned right. how Bruce Arians was. Right. You love you love the Bruce Arians factor and the line factor. Mm-hmm. And I loved the line factor and the coming off an injury factor. So, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of paths to failure here. You know, yep. plus there was a lot of paths to failure. So I don't know why everyone was so crazy about it earlier in the year. Because but, they um, thought it was uh, – well, it, this is what happens when you fall in love with receptions from a running back because uh, – same thing with Duke Johnson. Like, everyone's like, oh, no, Duke Johnson. Well, hey, fuckos. You know, this doesn't – you don't just get receptions as a running back. It has to be born in either ingrained in your offense or it has to be game flow. That's the only two methods you can – that you can get these magic receptions. And that's why it's always up and down. How's Theo Reddick doing? 
How's Darren Sproles doing? Like these guys are gone because they never repeat their performance. The only ones that do are Le'Veon Bell because of the same system that he's been in. David Johnson, when he was with Arians, now he's not. So now that the pass catches are gone. Because I, I mean, Mike McCoy never has a pass catchy running back. Look at his history in Denver and San look Diego. At Christian McCaffrey. He's only got fourteen catches in the last three weeks. Yeah. That's he's four done. and a half a week. You know, I mean right. And one of those games was against the Falcons. Well, the Falcons <laughs> is the game where he had fourteen catches, like you're talking yeah. oh, okay, about. Like yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's, you know, obviously in that game, everyone and their fucking mother knew he was going to get a ton of catches because everyone knows Atlanta can't guard the running back out of the backfield. Right. So you're going to script him a shit ton more plays in a game like that, like you just said. But on a regular game right now, he's getting more carries than he's gotten before. And right. like Jeff said in the preseason, you so, know, take away that Atlanta game where he had 14 catches. He's had seven, six, five and two. You know, that's not crazy. That's not Christian McCaffrey. So a right. uh, good call on that by you. Uh, but that, and that with David Johnson, and that's what it all comes down to is that you got to. That's why every week I have a printout of how running backs score their points. Is it are they touchdown heavy? Are they reception heavy? Are they rushing yardage heavy? Are they receiving yardage heavy? What? And I want a balanced approach. I want some balance, and there's always going to be higher marks in every single aspect. But when it's the more balanced it is the more likely they will repeat their performance because they're going to score in a variety of ways, put up points. When they don't, when they need receptions or touchdowns, you're fucked. Yeah, I agree. So so this game, what are we looking at? Um, David Johnson, obviously, versus Denver. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, obviously, in a good spot. Jesus Christ. Yes. I constantly – I'm getting face-bombed again. What what happened to you? Remember what I just told you when I get face-bombed by this girl, Paige? Oh, uh, face, yeah, the FaceTimed, yeah. And, yeah. Stop! <laughs> she listen to any of your stuff? I don't know. I don't care. Why not? Why? <laughs> she would never. It's, it's crazy. By the way, if she got like through. an hour and 40 minutes into your podcast. She, yeah, exactly. She she's would... either wife material or stalker material. Like there's, there's either restraining <laughs> order or marriage. There's no other way around it. <laughs> it's like these millennial girls, though, you can't tell them. Like. Don't FaceTime. FaceTime is a date. FaceTime? God. FaceTime's a date. I never That's a date. That is not, that is an appointment. You say, hey, would you like to FaceTime in two hours and watch a movie? Like, let me fucking, get, let me get my life together. Let me get my place together. Like, you're basically invading my house, right? Yeah. I got to have fucking bags of blow and half drinking bottles of Jameson and bras hanging from the ceiling. I don't know what the fuck is in here. Like, if you want to FaceTime, give me at least five minutes. Let me fucking wash my face know, a little bit right? and make sure I don't have fucking spinach in my teeth, right? Uh, like, I hate that. You don't FaceTime bomb me. This is why I got married at 23. It's the millennials, dude. It's these 25-year-old it. girls. They're just like, ah, FaceTime. And it's like, ah, stop. I don't ever want to FaceTime a human being. Ever. No. Just talk to me. You know what? If you li- she doesn't live here. She lives far away. So it's like, all right, well, fucking, we could watch a movie together or something and FaceTime. Like, that makes sense. Fine, right? Like, if I'm hanging out with my niece or something and you want to fucking, hey, say hi to fucking whatever. That's fine. Forget stop, stop fucking FaceTime bombing me. Drives me nuts. Anyway, you were saying about the game tonight? Um, I love Denver on the bet side. I think everyone's betting the Cardinals, it appears. This line has gone down drastically. So uh, Denver is going to be my play. I Plus, I have a teaser that I'm still milking from Monday night. So I got Denver plus like five or some shit like that uh, in the teaser. Thanks, Thank God Green Bay won that game. But it seems like right now 
which is weird. Um, most of the money and the bets are coming in on Denver, but the line's moving uh, in the opposite direction. So uh, that's not very encouraging. Mm, uh, so... It's dangerous to see that. But I'm not worried about it. I, I just feel like Vegas has been way off and the sharp betters have been way off. The Super Contest again this week, um, the four of the top five bets, highest bet teams lost. So I'm not really wow. factoring that in too much. Um, I'm on Denver as the bet. From the game, I think Cortland Sutton is a guy who I'm going to keep playing. I have a ton of interest in him long term. So, uh, But who else do you really love from this game? Is there anyone do you really love, Keenum or Emmanuel Sanders or anything outside of David Johnson? No. Like, who would you play on a full slate? <laughs> Dude, I, that's what I mean. No, I would, this is a game, to me, you just stay away from. Like, David Johnson, of course. Um, would you play David Johnson on a full you know, slate? On a, um, on a Thursday to Monday slate, when you got the whole field at your fingertips, would you pay 6700 for DJ? Yeah, I would do that probably. Yeah, okay. I mean, you just got to – odds are in your favor. Denver's been horrific. Uh, Adam Gostas is the defensive lineman that's been out and hobbled with him, so that's why they've been able to just – just tear apart their internal run defense. So I think David Johnson, even on the full slate at that price. Yeah. If you were to tell me it's 8,100 now, no, no, I'm not yeah. going to do something. And like what that. about uh Manny Sanders? Yeah. Manny Sanders. I'm all in, um, you know, Buda Baker's played well, but he's not a good Baker's got like, I think he had a pick six last week or it was two weeks ago. He's done some big plays and big hits and shit, but he's not a coverage guy. He can't cover a guy like Sanders. Sanders is going to eat him up. Is Patrick Peterson shadowing? Uh, Patrick Peterson is not supposed to shadow. Um, so kind of, they kind of move their receivers around on Denver. Like they all kind of rotated. Well, Sutton of the slot. and Thomas. Sanders stays in the slot all the time. Sanders in the slot, but Sutton and Thomas twenty percent and forty one percent in the slot this year. So, because, well, because um, Sanders has gone off the field at times. Okay, which, so I mean, you know, you're probably going to see if he if he shadows anyone, it'll probably be most likely Demarius, right? Yeah. Yep. So I like I kind of like Sutton. He's not, Sutton I mean, you got to like Sanders. Sanders is the obvious like, right? Right. But I think Sutton has some value here. I think Sutton and Kirk would be interesting little cheap flyer plays from this game. Yeah, um, they definitely – those are the two. It's just one of those things that, for me, I want the value in the higher scoring games and not in the lower scoring games because I just – I burn too many times trying to find a needle in a haystack in a game that – God, if they score 36 points, I'm going to be like, oh, wow, we had a pretty good game here. You yeah. know what I mean? For the showtime, though. I mean, that's yeah. the, that's the time you'd do it. Yeah, well, showtime, you can play the freaking Hamburglar. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that's, you know, it's, I like that. I mean, it's different, but it's a take. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to go Sutton in the captain spot for the showtime slate. Okay. Because I, I don't that's, have a – That's a way to go. I don't, you know what? Actually, Lindsay's not bad. Lindsey or Freeman? I mean, Lindsey didn't play a well, lot. Well, Arizona run. Did. They're, they're, there's sneaky upside in this game, I think. There's yeah, sneaky over upside in this game. I haven't made a final decision on the over-under. But if you kind of look at it, Jeff, Arizona's got a pretty bad run. D. Denver's got a pretty bad run. That D. means the clock goes fast. It does, but I th it also means more first downs and less punts. You know, like, so it, it's, it's kind of both ways, right? Like, mm -hmm. yes, it's going to chew clock, but you're talking about an over-under that's like 40. You know, so it's like you don't need that much, you know, so at least drive to Arizona can't put fucking drives together. So at least they're going to be able to put some drives together here. I don't know. I think this has some sneaky over potential. Oh, 
I do not like the over at all. Not at all. But I mean, every game nowadays, it's 41 is as low as you're going to get right. anywhere <laughs> ever. So, I mean, if you're ever, it's like, it's like when uh, a game is at 60, like, all right, 58 and a half. That's normal now. All it's right, like they I, could break that by 15 points. Yeah, well, they have, especially on the Sunday night game, where I did like the under in that game, by the way, because 60 points to me is just auto under. But that was uh, that did not work out very well. Yeah, I thank God fucking Kansas City uh, covered that three and a half. I took about $5,000 worth of Twitter bets on that one. Yeah, you were um, all over that, and I was worried yeah. about you for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't looking very good for a while there. Yeah, and, and if Gronk doesn't they, get tackled, I, I never talked to you oh, about that. God. Were you about to kill yourself? Like, that was a yeah. rude, like, thank God. They I got couldn't him. believe they scored so fast. I was like, oh, no. You it said just, it on a text message, and I agreed with you. I said it on a tweet. I said like, it on a tweet, actually. Oh, and tweet, scored too you're fast. You're like, they scored too fast. Like, And I was thinking, same thing. Yep. Why do teams do that? I mean, that you was got, a kind of an accident. I mean, they, you got to. I personally. Kind of, but, the, but how many times do the Patriots have to do it, Tommy? I mean, I know. How I know. many times? Was, if it was any. But what are you going to do? You're going to not score. I mean, you're down seven. If you're tied, I get you it. Bury them. You got to wait till it's zero. They did it on. What I know, but there was three minutes left. Monday There's... night game, they did it. Um, they did it a couple times where they waited. They didn't just. They waited to two seconds and stopped it. They're like, I'm not giving one second. And when you're yeah. against Brady and Belichick, don't give them one second. I, zero. I saw three minutes and I was like, oh, Jesus. He yeah. can score like three times in three minutes. So Too much. But, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, let's talk about the slate this week a little bit. Um, what are you looking at as far as. Uh, plays that are jumping off the board for you as far as like cash game plays you're looking at midweek early week high level macro i don't know what any of the words you just said meant but uh, i like the (laughs) um uh, you know uh, how do you go against todd Gurley? well how do you lower his price price on lower is gonna the fuck are you doing oh my god we actually complimented you dumb fucking idiots last week because you finally fucking made a player $10,000. And now we don't have Melvin Gordon on the slate. We don't have a lot of other big backs on the slate. Todd Gurley just had his fucking season-high performance last week where he scored fucking 40 points. He's going against the San Francisco motherfucking 49ers. He still was 25% owned last week at 10K. And you drop him to 98. Dude, what? Why are on, you so fucking stupid? On FanDuel, he was 80% out. Why are you days. so fucking stupid all the fucking time? Because oh. we want people to be happy. Happy people are happy customers. No one's happy about this. It's bad. Um, so, But he's up on FanDuel. He's 10-2 this week. He should he's, be fucking 11. He's seven. He should be 11,000. On DraftKings, and I'd still play him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do you not against 49ers? It's almost too much. So, um, yeah, there you go. I, I like that one a lot. I like uh, <laughs> uh, the quarterbacks. There's so much value at quarterback. And I oh, yeah. To, quarterback I mean, pricing is a abortion this week. It's got to – we got to just do that. From now on, like, why – I did it a couple weeks ago, and then I got away from it. This past week, I don't know why. Why are we paying up for any kind of money for a quarterback when every single one of them produce every single day? Like everybody, like even Trubisky 
and freaking you know Mayfield, Osweiler, fucking Bortles had a major game a couple weeks ago, even though he played terrible. Fitzpatrick was balling at the beginning of the year. Andrew Luck is always cheap. Cam Newton's the fifth highest scoring quarterback, and he's fifty nine hundred. Bethard, I mean, dude, dude, Jeff, this week I don't know if you've looked at DraftKings much. I know you usually start Fandle, with Fanduel. Yeah, Tom Brady's sixty one hundred. <laughs> Drew Brees is fifty seven hundred. Right. Mitch Trubisky's fifty six hundred. Not like, ideal matchups, but I, I at sixty one hundred, I mean, I'll take it. Mitch Trubisky against New England and what could be a shootout seems oh. fine. Drew Brees is not ideal at Baltimore, but he's fucking Drew Brees. He should never be below six K. It shouldn't make him fifty seven. Tom Brady's got Chicago. That's not a great matchup, but I mean you got Baker Mayfield who's in a really good spot against Tampa, who we love to target, right? Fifty eight hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean like these prices are like, come on, dude. Like, why is Baker Mayfield 5,800? Why is Tom Brady 6,000? You telling me they're the equivalent of fucking Deshaun Jackson? You telling me they're the equivalent of, you know, look at the guys who are 5,700 at other positions. Like, you telling me Jordan Howard is going to fucking outscore fucking whatever quarterback you're talking about there? You're talking about telling me LaShawn McCoy is going to outscore at 5,600 whatever quarterbacks at that price? Like, No. I'll take the $5,600 quarterback over LaShawn McCoy every single fucking week. So why not make him 67? Why not price people? Here's, here's, a, here's a really crazy philosophy. Price them regardless of position. Oh, my God. And just look at how many points they should score and have a similar metric on all of them. And if someone like Todd Gurley is averaging 31 points a game, he shouldn't be priced at anything less than two and a half X his salary. He should be eleven to twelve thousand dollars. How about that? How about that? Why don't we try that? How about we not make every tight end four thousand dollars? All right, like. It, uh, so, so are annoying. we playing uh, Derek Anderson or Brock Osweiler this week? Derek Anderson. That's <laughs> not bad. Forty three hundred, man. Nah, dude, I'm going to have a Derek Anderson team. Yes, against the Colts. Yes. So, like, why not? Oh God, yeah. I'm like gonna have a light, it, light it up. That's right for there. damn fucking sure. I'm going I mean, to have a Derek. That Anderson. gets you Gurley. That gets you McCaffrey. Gets you if you want to go like that, or I mean, and then if you want to really fucking sack up and fucking pair him with a Zay Jones or a fucking Kelvin Benjamin, that's fucking free. Also, <laughs> like, I said it on Sirius today. I'm not gonna do it, but Zay Jones. Watch out, everybody. Well, uh, that's Watch the, that's out. The, combo the dude's been at. in my radar for three weeks now, and he does better every time. And I keep saying, eh, it's Buffalo. It's Buffalo quarterback, quarterback. Derek Anderson's a professional guy. I am playing that combo. Zay's I, been open, man. It is going to be Zay Jones, Derek Jones, Derek, Derek Jones, Derek Anderson on one of my teams for sure. That is 100% happening. And not one of my 150. Like no. one of my four main teams. Yeah. Like there will be Derek Anderson and Zay Jones for sure. And I will have no problem with that. Yes. Which and we'll win all surprising. the money. I hope. Um, what else are you looking at for this week? Anything else jumping off the page early? Um, love Jarvis Landry. People are down on him, but going against Tampa Bay is absolutely phenomenal. We've talked about the problems the other receivers have in Cleveland. So love that one. Um, you know, that's man. I think I like New England's offense. I the Bears were exposed last week. I think Sony is going to be a good play here against the Bears. They've been getting I, run on. They you run 
at Khalil Mack, and he's got an ankle injury now too, which you run at him. And Belichick came out the other day and said oh, he's no Lawrence Taylor and shit like that, which people shouldn't be comparing him to Lawrence Taylor anyway. But if you run at him, you neutralize it. And that's right. a smart move. That's the way to do it. We, they did it in Oakland. Cut the head off years. the snake. So they, that's I fully expect. New England's that one team that won't fuck us with coaching. If we identify something, they're going to be doing it too because right. they just know. So I, I like that one. Um, that value quarterback, Jarvis Landry is going to be a staple in my lineups. And that's probably. Girly. That's what's Gurley, of course. Because Joku is going to be chalk, and Joku and Gronk are probably. I'm going to remember. Chalk. I use Landry only, probably, but I like uh, Njoku if you want to diversify it all in there. Um, haven't settled on my tight end this no, week. I have. All. Mine's going to probably be Njoku. I mean, the chalk this week is going to be um, not a lot of chalk, but the chalk is going to be fucking chalk. I mean, you're looking at Zeke at 8100 against Washington is going to be popular. Todd Gurley is going to be like fucking 60% owned. Yep. Like, good job, DraftKings. You just stole another one of our 17 weeks. You just literally fucking stole it from us. You, you took this week. You should be ashamed of yourselves. You took this week from us because now we have to go back, and in order to differentiate, we have to compensate for your fuck tartary. Okay. So you stole this week from me. Well, now it's no longer nobody professional. nobody handling week. it. That's the yeah, problem. No, yeah. You have Marquise Goodwin at fucking 4K. You have Taylor Gabriel at 4K. You have Albert Wilson at 4K. You stole this fucking week from us. You well, stole it. Because well, now what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to pivot off good plays and we're going to have to go take some chances to differentiate our lineup so that we don't all have the same motherfucking lineup with an underpriced quarterback, Todd Gurley, Peyton Barber's like 3,800. I'm sure he's going to be 1,000% owned. Like, you fucking stole this week from us. We only get 17 of them in the regular season. And this is the third week that you've straight fucking stolen from us to where we can't play it. And I'm thinking about moving my money off for this week and going and playing on FanDuel or Fantasy Draft. That's they, how mad I am. That's, that's how mad I am. I am not. But, like, this is the Jeff Mann's. This is the antithesis of the Jeff Mann's argument. That you've been saying for fucking two years. That DraftKings forces you to play certain people. They force you. They pigeonhole you into seven guys. Yep. That you're sitting there going, oh my God. Albert Wilson's 4K. Right. Taylor Gabriel's 4K. Marquise Goodwin is 4K. And Joku's 4K. Peyton Barber's 3,800. Like, so everybody ends up with the same It's like everyone fucking plays those guys. And then that automatically puts you on girly. It automatically allows you to spend up on a, on a huge wide receiver, and you're sitting on the same motherfucking team as everyone else in your single entries. Do you and, you remember? Know, and you're, if, if you set five lineups, then yeah, you know, you're third and fourth and fifth, you're going to differentiate. But if you want to do what we teach you to do and play cash games and single entry lineups and think, you're sitting on the same motherfucking team. It's not fun. Do you remember when they used to have an actual person? audit these things they used to yes. they, the algorithm would spit it out and they'd have human beings go in and say okay this guy needs to be up this guy needs to be down and they'd alter it because here is the exact this is how you know this is irrefutable proof to what you're saying in your point right on DraftKings that nobody is auditing Alvin Kamara is 8500 Mark Ingram is 5900 
$2,600? I mean, listen, if you want to put Kamara ahead of Ingram, I don't have a problem with that. $2,700 more? What? Are, I mean, you know they split the backfield with Ingram kind of getting a bigger share than Kamara. And I get it. Kamara's more efficient. Fine. These guys are the same price or very close. $2,700 more? That's insanity. It is absolute uh. insanity. It makes no – nobody – no human being overwrote this. There's no qual- – every business has a quality control department. DraftKings doesn't. They spit this out, and this is what – At least is. most starts fucking 3,300. Okay. <laughs> like, why? They didn't watch did, did, did last week not happen? They've like, always I done mean, with Monday night games. I mean, that's a Monday night game, so I get it. But they the rest of these did. guys – come on. Peyton Barber last week, come on. Did you not see him throw up 21? Albert Wilson is still cheaper than Kenny Stills. <laughs> yep. Kenny Stills has scored 6, 4, 7, 15, and 4 since week 1. That's 4, 19, 26, 9, 35 points in 5 weeks. Albert fucking Wilson scored 36 last week. How is he cheaper? Like, how do you not have a fucking human... And, and I just riched off some texts to DraftKings while we're on air. I was like, your pricing too cool. I just fired off like five. But, I mean, come the fuck on. I know. It's bad. What are we doing here? What are we doing? What are you oh. turning this game into? By the what way, is like this that we're playing? 40, 40, Why is everyone 5K? Because that's safe. Where's the skill in this fucking game right now? I built my lineup on Monday morning. I will not touch it till Sunday. Because the last time I said this was two weeks ago when they had this fucking same pricing fuck-ups and I built my lineup on Monday morning and it was the nuts by Sunday. Literally top 20 millimaker nuts on Sunday. And I pivoted off it because I tried to differentiate. No, fuck you, DraftKings. I'm not letting you make me make worse decisions because of everyone else. I'm, I, I'll, go, I'll go tie 5,000 people before I'm going to do that again. There, and by the way... How many times are we going to see that? That was Monday night. Everybody who wins these huge jackpots. That's always my thing, too, with GPPs. Back in the day, I re- I'm old enough that I remember winning a GPP. You actually won a GPP. You didn't split it with 100 people. Like, all these primetime contests, it's like, why are these interesting? I don't know, a million-dollar payout. Uh, but every week, it's a massive tie, and you get four grand out of it. And... Again, I'm not mad at four grand ever, but really, like, if I win a hundred thousand, I walk away. With Did four you see grand. the screenshot from the kid? Yeah, that, yeah one of our yeah. subscribers of our said he tied are. with five hundred sixty-four. Five hundred sixty people. Yes, exactly right. And that's why I'm like, what? No, like I, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that. I, I think it's terrible, and I don't. I'm just not interested, man. I'm not interested at all. Not even a little bit. Yeah, it's pissing me off. So anyway, it's going to be a pretty chalky week this week. Um, I'm going to be pretty angry about it, um, and it's not going to stop. And I'm just going to keep staying pissed off the whole time. I don't think you have the balls to be pissed off. I'm in the middle of a war right now. I know. (laughs) I'll show you the screenshot. Oh, I know. I'm in the middle of a war. I'm in the middle of a war. I was already tilting about the fucking free rolls disappearing. By the way, I just, just on DraftKings specifically, I've officially declared I'm out on Jarvis Landry at 7,300, fourth highest price, and I'm in on Carlos Hyde at 47. 
4700 $4,700 for Carlos Hyde. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to. Everyone's, everyone's 4K. Like, that's it. Take like, that. everyone's like 47. Like, you don't have to play a bad player anymore. Right. Like, you should have to play some fucking players where you're like, oof. Uh, you know, like, if you want to get Gurley and Thielen and Brady and all these guys in your lineup, you should have some motherfuckers in that lineup where you're like, he might. He, I have to play use check. You know, right, I have right. to play DJ Moore. Like, that's the skill game. That's the skill game where you're sitting there going, do I, I got to play, if I want to get girly and all these guys, like, I got to play a guy with a 16% snap share. Right. You know, I got to pray fucking Cortland Sutton has a big game. Like, I got to fucking take some chances. I got to decide between a Jacksonville wide receiver and I got to take two of them. I got to play fucking Willie Sneed. These should be decisions that we have to make. Do I play Josh Doxton or Laquan Treadwell? That should be the decision. You want girly in your lineup. And you want a fucking solid lineup. You want Julio. You want Thielen. You want David Johnson. You want all those guys? Well, guess what? You're, discover- you're deciding between fucking Kendrick Bourne and fucking Michael Gallup. Yeah. That's what you're deciding between. Not Taylor Gabriel and Marquise Goodwin. Who, by the way, uh, Gallup caught a touchdown last week. that was caught- Right, and you should fucking have to play him, and you should win if you got it. Yep. You should be playing fucking... You should literally be sitting there going, God, I got DJ Chalk Jr. at 40% owned just to oh, get girly. I love Chark. That's what you should be doing. All my guys you're talking about. I love it. Right. But these are the fucking, these are the tough decisions that pros should have to make that should separate the men from the boys. That if you want to go get these big fucking players, you better be ready to start fucking Terrell Pryor. You better have a fucking Samuel share on Carolina. Like, you better be ready to go dig for that fucking gem where you're like, this guy should have a little uptick and has a great matchup and it should have game flow where it takes a professional to identify as A. Jones. Right. That's what you should have to play. Not a team full of fucking Marquise Goodwins, Taylor Gabriels, and fucking guys like that. And Carlos Hyde's an underpriced. Not, not that team. That's fucking bullshit, man. And because draft cheat's gone, there's no other site to fucking go to to, to get it. I love that you said draft cheat, not draft street. Draft cheat, draft street, <laughs> fucking everything. Dra- I'm like, oh, man, draft cheat's gone? Like, holy shit, Yeah, draft cheat's know? dead. Draft <laughs> pete cheat's gone. He's in, in draft pete cheat. That's all I got. <laughs> but uh, fucking uh, anyway, that was my rant. All right, well, there you go. Now you're, now you're hot. You finally made a bold statement today. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Speaking of bold <laughs> statements, let's wrap it up with our wide receiver, uh, our, our favorite weirdo touchdown. Okay. Who's the touchdown call of the week? Chester Rogers got it for you, right? At the fucking end there. Hell yeah. That was nice, he did. That was nice uh, of him. That was nice um, of him. That was good. Keep the streak alive. Jesus, you know what? This week is not as easy as you think. <laughs> I, I, the guy I think is the sneakiest is the Zay Jones, but I don't that's too fucking way, way too random for me. Um how ran I mean good lord is uh is Kenny Galladay too? That's see, I don't. I, no, you know what? I'm taking the week off. I refuse. To do <laughs> you could just wait till Friday. It's I'm okay. taking the week off. You don't right, have right to now. force it. It's all right. I'm not forcing it. I'm not going to do it because I don't want to. I do not. The last thing I want to do is be bound to some fucking guy that I. Well, I mean, listen. If now. you take the week off, then you just take the L. You get a loss. No, Your streak is broken. Hell no. Yeah, it's like it's like the Ripken streak. You sit out and you're fucked. No, it's not a Ripken streak. It's, you want to sit out, it, then you're fucked. It's more of a prize. I'm like Conor McGregor. I, my record, 
maintains I'm, itself I'm, even if I don't I'm fight count- for three Well, years. listen, our subscribers are not going to get a winning wide receiver touchdown from you this week, so they lost. That's basically how it is. They lost. They lost. And, and that's fine if you don't care about them. If you don't care about our... Willie Sneed! There it is! There it is! There it is! I had to beat it out of him a little bit. There we go! I actually do like Willie Sneed. Uh, <laughs> All right, random, there it is. But it's pretty... I like it a lot. I was not letting you off the hook with that one. I'm going to go with the Zay Jones. No. Yes. You can't yes. do my pick. I, no, I, guess what? It's not your pick because you're too big pick. a fucking pussy. I you said you pussy. can go listen to the fucking this tape on this. I am sure you like. fucking like Zay Jones. I'm not saying you got it from me. I said his name first on this podcast. Uh, on the podcast? What right. about pre-show talk? I, I said I like Derek Anderson. So that's who I'm pairing Derek Anderson. I'm going with Zay Jones because you didn't have the balls to fucking say. You said, oh, he's too off the radar. Good. Good. The theme of this show has been Tommy G says it with his chest. And I'm taking fucking guy you didn't take. Steals Manz's picks. And, and I'm going to fucking chest. use Zay Jones. <laughs> and then when he scores and your guy does uh, no, it, you're going to be like, but I said Zay. I'm like, no. 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 I'll give you credit. I'm not going to steal <laughs> your freaking thunder. I like to pick. I like to play a lot. I think it's that one that's really out there because <laughs> it's like, and believe me, I've written Zay Jones's name down in the recap article three weeks in a row as a guy to watch, but still, you just never know how it's going to go. But you did. You put it on the table. I, I you know what I was it. thinking about, Andre Holmes, too? I was thinking about well, going way the fuck off. Let's just talk about real life because the guy I wanted to say was the guy who you actually said, you fucking Neanderthal. <laughs> and the guy you really said or before our show, before we clicked on live, was Jermaine Kirsch. Oh, yeah, Jermaine Kirsch. I feel like that's kind of a little easier. You've done it before. So, yeah. yeah, I did it last week. He didn't score the touchdown, but I think you'll much rather take nine for 94 rather than fucking two for six and a touchdown. But, um, yes. Yeah, so we have to have a new rule. When we declare a touchdown call, if they score fucking 12 points or more, then that counts. Yeah. Because we shouldn't get a win on a fucking one-yard touchdown and a loss on 9 for 90. That's true. you got to do something. Like, it's the one – it's like the Cameron Brate. Last week, me and – I almost – if I was in the same room with Ted Schuster, he would be murdered. He would be dead on the floor because – this what we're talking Cameron Braid up the entire time, and then it's like, all right, OJ Howard's in. You, we couldn't pin and Ted down on anything. It's like, oh, I don't know, maybe. Oh, I have a bad feeling about Braid, but it's fine. You know, that's the way he hedges every fucking thing. Right. And so when Cameron Braid hit that first catch and it was a touchdown, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. And I fucking went nuts. Killed I said, him. you didn't know shit about anything don't say that you knew something you know you didn't you fuckwad and of course <laughs> it's his only catch of the game yeah. big deal he wasn't in the top 15 at tight end scoring last week the right. fuck out i hate that that shit drives me nuts but anyway jeff any final words uh let's go win all the money live stream friday guruleet.com will we be drunk and inebriated and make a bunch of terribly offensive comments yes only one way to find out Yes, we. I'll, spoiler alert. Yes, yes, we will. It's just a matter of who we're offending. That's so right. get over to GuruElite.com. So every sport's going on right now. Literally everything. We dominate everything, and everything's going on. Gambling for every sport: baseball, basketball, football, hockey. You name it, MMA. You name a sport: NASCAR. Name a sport: golf. Name a sport. It's going on. 
We have everything over there right now. Full service. Specialists for these sports. We, don't, we brought in specialists for soccer. We hired Duke, who's the best in the country. Specialist for golf. Specialist for hockey. We have a different hockey gambling guy, Nikos, than our hockey DFS guy, Kenneth Lee. We're, we're specialists over here, okay? That's what we do different. We don't have one guy doing all these sports trying to give you all these information. Specialize. Um, for Jeff Mance, I am Tommy G. I'll be back with MLB Model and then the Mad Lab and the Bod tomorrow and the next day, so stay tuned. Good luck. Stay cashing, motherfuckers. Who? <laughs> Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Oh.